0: It's not about physical – it's not, It's about being smart. It's about putting other people in danger. And he didn't even get a card. He didn't get a card.
1: So the ref saw something that that like someone like me would see, obviously. I mean, like, you think the ref did <laughs> it because did, he hates
0: Arsenal? No, it's Martin Atkinson. He did it because he's incompetent. On today's Footy Corner, VAR and goal line technology issues show the EPL is officially back. Fellow Fire fan and Iron Phil Bridges joins us. Arsenal self-destruct with Sideshow Bob captaining the fall. Joe Clinton is back. Pookie is not. And Rossov's youth team is annihilated by Sochi on the pitch while their senior side is destroyed by COVID off the pitch. Along with the usual predictions, comments, nonce of the Week, Gambling Corner, and Fantasy Corner, next. Yeah. We are back on the footy corner. Aureen, how's everything going? Not too bad. How about yourself? Oh, not bad. It's uh, It's been crazy watching the Premier League come back, um, you know, outside the Premier League, really creating my schedule around it, trying to catch up to, to games and watch them. And in the past, what, since we recorded, there's only been one day that didn't have a game. And uh, I think the next time we have a day without a game is Friday, right? Yeah. So we, the next round is coming in, coming fast. Um, Father's Day was pretty good yesterday. Mm-hmm. Happy Father's Day, belated Father's Day to all the Dad's out there. What yeah, else you got? Any on other congrats on the sex. Congrats on the sex. Not too much.
1: I can't really think of anything that's big. I mean, it's kind of crazy because almost every team has played like two games since we last recorded. One. Four teams have played two. Oh, well, fuck.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Both of these teams have played two, right? Uh, No. Burnley, this is their first goal. So we're recording during the Man City, Burnley. It's currently 5 nothing City, late. Yeah. So we figured to start the recording now so that... We can get this episode out to everyone uh, as soon as possible. We got a jam-packed show. Um, we got Phil Bridges on. It's a new guest, so I think that was a pretty good interview. Um, do you have anything else before we jump into it? No. Let's get right into it. It's been all Premier League. Let's let's talk about it. The, the biggest match, I think, so far that we've seen, or at least one that had a lot uh, on the line there, Tottenham, Manchester United, yeah. finished 1-1. Uh, Bergwijn with a first-half goal. Bruno Fernandez getting a pen in the second half. Um so it ends 1 1. There was a late shout for a pen, I think, that went to VAR and was not given, I think, rightfully. Um, so overall, pretty. It was an okay game. It was a decent game. Some of the games have been slow out the gate. Uh, Bergwine is only the second Spurs player to score in his first three home matches. That's tough to believe because, you know, it didn't really feel like a home match because no one was there. Who? Do you know who the other one was? Um, in 2010, 2011. You didn't see it already, did you? No. Okay. It was, a, it was another Dutch player, actually. To score for Spurs, yeah, three in their first three home games. It's about ten uh, years ago. Damn, He was like
1: shit. I'm gonna kick myself after it's eh, said. It's a tough one. What does the first name start with? R. Ruderman and the story. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's United, mate.
0: Raphael <laughs> Vanderfart. Ah, oh, there you go. That's yeah, who yeah, you're that thinking one. of, I think. But uh, but yeah, so there was that from Spurs, who looked decent on the counter. Bruno Fernandez was, has directly been involved in more goals than anyone in the competition since his debut. He's been involved in six goals, three goals, three assists. Um, what are your thoughts on these two guys that are new to their clubs with impact? Uh,
1: Bruins actually really surprised me because he's coming from a, a lot a much lesser league, mm-hmm. and he made he's made making like immediate impacts. Like he um, he fits the style of play perfectly. So, and who's the other guy? <laughs> Bruno Fernandez. Oh, Bruno Fernandez. Oh yeah, I mean he's nuts. Um, the, both of these guys actually, like, I wasn't like big on their signings, mm-hmm. but uh, I think I'm more impressed with Bruno Fernandez just because of how well he's taking the role. Mm-hmm. I think he's more useful too because now I think Pogba wants to play soccer again because yeah. of him. Yeah, so um, he's a pleasure to watch. But Bergwijn is—he's uh, pretty electric too. What do you think about them?
0: Yeah, I, in terms of it, I actually, I, I like Bergwijn a lot, and I think that Tottenham benefited from the break because he got injured. If you remember, right before it. But now this COVID break has, has allowed him to come back. And I think he's going to be integral part of that team, especially when Alley comes back. They might actually be quite the formidable bunch. But you made a good point. Paul Pogba actually might want to play, and he did. What were your thoughts on his cameo? He came in as a sub, and uh, I thought he performed pretty well. What were your thoughts on him? Yeah, He, he, he won a penalty, too. Yeah,
1: he won a penalty, um, and his passing was nuts. I think he had the best pass of this Premier League season. Um, I'm trying to think of who, to who it was.
0: <laughs> Oh, uh, shoot! wasn't it Wasn't it to Rashford or Martial?
1: One of them, yeah.
0: Or maybe it was Dan James. Actually, it was to Dan James. Was it? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like naming everyone. It was Dan James. He brought it down. I remember he's on, yeah, on the left wing. Someone on the left side. On the left wing. Yep. So
1: yeah, I mean, it was a mid volley like pass. I don't mm-hmm. know how many yards, but
0: um, yeah, very, very impressive. So the penalties given to United. One or both of them, you think they're penalties? The one to Pogba and then the one that was not – sorry, not given late. In the late stages, they went to VAR and did not give it after the, the ref blew the whistle for it. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Well, Pogba – do you remember when Pogba went down? He was taken down by Dyer. If you oh, yeah. That I became, mean That was a pen. You, I think
1: we were watching that together. Yes. Um,
0: you, what did you think? You I think, think it was a thing. soft pen, yeah. Like David Luiz, who we'll talk about later, it was a pen. It was a, it was a soft one, but it was a pen. You know I'm, I'm really picky about um, –
1: pens in the box Mm -hmm. so uh, for me that's not a pen i know i'm being harsh but like i feel like if you give a pen in the box it's got to be a pen
0: pen so if there's any question about it i wouldn't give it but Mm -hmm. and um, the second one definitely wasn't right you can agree with that all right in the end i guess wrapping this match up uh who do you think this benefited more um I mean, do you think it kind of hurt both of them to just come out with a draw? Because I think Tottenham sits at now 42 points. They're quite off the pace. Uh, man, United, who has what, 40... Uh, 46. 46. Oh, that's not too bad. Four points. Well, I think this hurt, um, this
1: hurt Spurs more because they were technically the home team. Mm-hmm. A and B, um, they're four points behind United, and this, this was their chance to catch up. And, and on top of that... Um, I think Sheffield, in that round of matches, drew their game. So for United, it was more so, okay, well, we're still up above, you know, the teams that we have to be above because mm-hmm. Wolves. It's getting tight. We'll, we'll
0: mention win. them soon, yeah. They, they won. They yeah. won. So we'll mention them later. That's
1: the only, you know, downfall that they really had to deal with. So, mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. All right. So uh, any other – oh, here's another fact. So, you know, man, you got one penalty and then almost won a second? They've been awarded 23 penalties in the Premier League since the start of last season. And if that seems like a high number, it's because it is. That's nine more than any other team. Yeah, 23 Which in two seasons. My totally. question to you is, is that because of the style of players they have, or is that just a bit of Fergie
1: magic still left? <laughs> no, that's that's how they play. I mean, uh, a lot of their players are really, really quick. And, um, I mean, you think of their, I don't know, Rashford, Martial... Those guys will draw pens pretty quick. Yeah. Even Dan James probably. Paul
0: Pogba falls down decently easily for a big guy. Yeah.
1: So um, really good with their feet. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both.
0: Okay. All right. Because I think
1: there are definitely teams out there that can draw more pens. For example, City and Liverpool. Mm Mm-hmm. Is what it is.
0: Yeah, very interesting fact. I thought so they
1: struggled making those pens, converting those pens. Right, that's been a big topic. Yeah,
0: I remember early. Yeah, early in the year they kept switching off between people because Pogba, they kept,
1: Rashford, and
0: they kept having issues. Looks like they found someone in Bruno. Yeah, Bruno took the first one. He was going to take the second one if it happened, but it yeah, didn't. I think he's solid there. Yeah, so that's been uh, goes back to the great signing all around. So good stuff there. United's got another big match coming up this week. We'll talk about it in the prediction se- segment. Tottenham needs points, so. We'll see how that goes. Uh, do you have anything else about this one? Dali Ali played even though he got suspended,
1: so we don't know no, what's no, going on. No, no, that was Dyer. Dali Ali oh, will play next match, yeah. He
0: was suspended. Yes. But I don't know why Eric Dyer was allowed to play. He was playing center back, too, by the way. Yeah. Is Real dead? What happened there? All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> moving on to another team that needed points and picked up zero in this period. Uh, one of the first day of matches. We'll first start with Man City and Arsenal. Uh, Man City three, Arsenal nil, uh, Sterling scored one in stoppage time of the first half. Uh, De Bruyne got a pen after Luis was sent off and then Foden put the exclamation point in the 90 plus one. Uh, this game was really what I'd call the sideshow Bob game. Uh, David Luis gets subbed on when Pablo Mari gets injured, plays about 25 minutes, gives up a goal very directly, um creates what causes a penalty in the box and gets sent off in 25 minutes. Uh, Maybe one of what's rated as one of the worst Premier League efforts ever. Um, To give you an idea, he's the first player to be sent off, concede a penalty and commit an error leading to an opposing goal in a Premier League match since Jerome roll please former Arsenal player Carl Jenkinson when he played for West Ham against Bournemouth. But even better, he's the first player since Ivan Cordoba in March of 2011 to come on as a sub and do all three of those things. What were your thoughts on that match? What were your thoughts on David Luiz? Well, I mean, David Luiz was a disaster class. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, definitely.
1: And now there are rumors that he wants a two-year contract when the club's only offering a one, so I think that's where they're at crossroads. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you know, but, but I wanted to know your thoughts after, you know, they... I mean, you look at the goal attempts, it was 20-3. to three Right, they had no it. shots on target. Yeah, so looking at that, I mean, I wanted to know what your thought was on the lineup selection because you saw players like Katia Saka, uh, Joe Willock, this lad named Mari, play instead of people like uh, Ceballos, uh, Lacazette, uh, Maitland Niles, Nicholas Pepe. I mean, there were guys that are a little more proven yeah. that maybe could have played in this match against you know, uh, one or two premier league side. Yeah. I want to know what you think about that. Uh,
0: you know, part of me was when a lineup came out, I was wondering what he was doing and I think he was, um, uh, what is it called? Rewarding the people, uh, that were playing, that were training hard. And so he gave them priority, but also part of me was thinking that Mikel Arteta maybe knew that they weren't going to get anything from a match against city. And he was saving some of those players for the Brighton match, which we'll get to in a second. Um, and that's my thought on the selection. The manager is at fault a bit, yeah. And that's something that's been coming up lately. Like, what what's the issue with Mikel Arteta? Um, the team did have zero shots. Like I said, you expect to lose the city. You don't expect to be hapless and get zero shots. Although Burnley looked really damn bad right now too. So that doesn't, you know, <laughs> it is what it is there. Um, but in, yeah, in a sense of things, I think he was also hurt by the injuries. Uh, Granite Shaka got hurt really early in the match. Uh that forced an early change and I think that Mari, and I know you you laugh about him playing, but he's I mean, I don't think he could have been worse than Luis uh was when he came in. So I think those two injuries really hurt Bro, I could have gone in there in defense and done. Like I'm being yeah. serious. Yeah, and I think those two injuries really hurt how he wanted to play. And I'm not giving Arteta a pass, but I'm saying he, he's young. He's a he's a rookie coach. Lampard had his in the first game he lost four nothing. Second game, he he drew. You know, these these new managers, I think they'll they'll hit their lumps. It'll take some time. And that's why I'm glad he got appointed in December so that by next season, he could be ready to go. But all in all, it was a really, really bad game for Arsenal. City were decently sharp. They didn't have to be very sharp to win this one.
1: Yeah. Um, Um, And they did it without um, starting Bernardo Silva, uh, Leroy Sané, your boy Rodri. Uh, Fernandinho, Tucked and In Shirt, Rodri.
0: He came in later, though.
1: Yeah, so came I mean, in later. there was a lot of guys out there that don't usually start for City, too. So I think that also goes to a credit with their team. Mm-hmm. Um, They're deep. They're good. Yeah, which kind of makes me think Liverpool could be a little lucky that um, maybe something was off earlier in the season because when this team's clicking, there's no doubt in my mind that they could very well be the best team in the Premier League. Um, I mean, this is coming from someone that's like... Liverpool was insane this season, but... Right. I mean, uh, there's not a question in my mind that City could do exactly what Liverpool did, if not even better. So, yeah. I think uh, maybe Liverpool got a little bit lucky this year.
0: Well, those are... I wouldn't say lucky, but they are teams... I would say they're like 1A and 1B. Like, if they played 10 times, they might almost win an even amount of times against each other. I mean, do you agree with that? I mean, it'd be close. It'd be yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I think they're by and far the two top teams, and I think... We kind of forgot because City was 25 points behind Liverpool coming back. Yeah. People forgot, oh, they're actually pretty good. Like, yeah. You know? And and we'll talk a little bit about this game. I mean, I think that, but that that
1: space, though, that comfort, that room of comfort that Liverpool had, I mean, just made them more confident uh-huh. and, more, and more confident going into these games. So that's where I, I'm saying, like, they got lucky. You know what I mean? Because right. usually when there's a, two teams that are that close to each other, I mean... There's no room for error and players get nervous and make mistakes like you saw David Luiz make. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, fuck, you saw Lovren make stupid mistakes um, yeah. last game against yeah. Everton. So, yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Well, I, I, so we're trying to wrap around. I was going to talk about Arsenal next, but we were talking about City. So let's just discuss their game that just went final now, right? City wins 5-0. Really? I mean… Two goals from uh, Mar… No, yeah, two from Mahrez, one a pen, two from Foden, and one from David Silva. I mean, this was basically, I mean, Burnley just got their dicks kicked in. Uh, Burnley had one goal attempt. So that's one goal attempt given up by Man City in their past two games. Uh, is there much to say about this? They just ripped the, They kicked the shit out of them. I don't, I don't know what else to say.
1: Yeah. Uh. Um, I mean, and Burnley's not having a, a terrible season. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, this was their first game back. So that could you know obviously throw you
0: off, and they had to travel to the city, which and isn't city too had far. The of a game, unit, and but. city had the game Wednesday, and had four days in between.
1: Yeah. So, so uh, but uh, I guess something that's been popped up on our Twitter. and yep. I guess he had a good game. I wanted to know what your thoughts on Phil Foden are.
0: Oh, gosh, I, I really and I was going to pull it up as you were bringing that up. Uh, Jeff Paris, shout out Jeff Paris. Uh, a lot of talk about Phil Foden this week. Um, he knows that. Phil Foden irks me. And, and, like, so I made fun of the fact that his goal was a tap-in um, against Arsenal. But I will say that uh, today he showed up pretty well. Here, here's the exact quote. Uh, Jeff Kerr says, Phil Foden, future England captain. And I said, I'm going to have to see more than a rebound goal against a 10-man team with Sunday league-level players at center back. Which is what Arsenal was. And I guess uh, Phil Foden must have read my tweet. Yeah. You know, because he, he did it. Um, Steve said, I can't wait to watch him duff a PK in the World Cup in the first round of knockouts. Uh, Nikhil said, more like a future Sunderland till I die star. <laughs> uh, with, to which Jeff said, uh, great show, Jeff. I'll admit, Phil Foden had another good game. But I'm going to lay it out there again. I need to see it uh, against the, a real team. So, Well, here's the thing. I don't think he's going to get his shot.
1: And at his age right now, it's very important that he plays these Mm -hmm. types of games and for me the reason why I'd put I'd still put Grealish and I mean Grealish is much older than Foden right by like 4 or 5 I mean Grealish is my age Mm -hmm. Foden's like 2 right so the reason why I'd put and you also have James Madison in the pecking order too right I mean you gotta also take into consideration the players that they have around them it's pretty easy to go in this city team when you're Mm -hmm. shit pumping Burnley and you got players like Mahrez KDB passing it to you as opposed to Grayle, who has like Nick Walker passing to him, you know what I mean? So <laughs> <Nick> it's like <laughs> Walker.
0: Who is that, mate? You made up a player, but that's what
1: I'm saying, bro. Like who bro, plays? Who's Nick Walker? That's what I'm saying. Like we only know Tyron Mings and like you know your boy Elgazi, Ronaldo, Trezeguet, Algaz Right, but I'm saying like the abundance of talent and coaching and coaching. Foden Wait, has. he plays for Burnley. And coaching Foden has. Uh-huh. So I'd like to see Foden maybe. I know, it's, I know it's really harsh saying this and that he could still get in the city team, but I'd like to see him get loaned out to like a mid-tier Premier League side and seeing what he could do with them.
0: Unless they get banned from Champions League, which he might then play a lot. Right? That's wouldn't true. you think that if they got banned well, and De Bruyne leaves? Well, De Bruyne is 29. Mm-hmm. So I'd assume wherever
1: he goes next, his contract wouldn't be as high. So that's why he might stay. Right. To keep that contract. Which that... But, I mean, you're seeing players, like Leroy Sané already has announced he's done.
0: Yeah, and actually Steve, I, I, I'll get to it, I guess, in the comments and shoutouts, Steve said tears for Jeff about Leroy Sané. Being and whether you work. want to admit it or not, that dude's nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, which to which I believe he said something along the lines of he didn't do anything for us. Anyway so if, if you're
1: something. if you a city, it's kind of a concern for any player you don't have locked down to 2023 mm-hmm. because they're going to want to get... Playing time, and will I want to play in Europe? So, especially someone of Leroy Sané's talent could start Mm -hmm. on a a very good Champions League side. Yeah, that's where I think it is. But for me to really rate Foden, like I'm trying to find a team that, like, like for example, you know, I mean, I know you're not going to like hearing this, but like put him in Arsenal and see what he could do there. He
0: not saying Arsenal's mid,
1: but I'm saying like Arsenal (laughs) or like honestly even like Everton. Like yeah, huh? put him on a side that's like decent to good, and then like see what he could do then. Yeah, I mean Everton's literally a random mix of lads from every team that just kind of didn't. Cut and for it. his age, I think Foden's like the best, but like to say he's the captain, I mean you got like, to yeah. put him above like Trent. You got to put him above Greylish, You got to put him above. Fuck man, like a lot of and that's of what big you did say. You're like, Sancho. what about Trent? Yeah,
0: when he said future captain.
1: I mean, we can't just. Yeah, you know, James Sancho. I mean, he's rated so high. Borussia Dortmund are spending one hundred eighty thousand pounds a week on him. Yeah, which is a lot in the German leagues. A lot in the German leagues, and nonetheless, Dortmund, who have a very kind of a strict payment policy, to give you an idea, Erling Hollands on a hundred k. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, the beast Marco Rice.
0: Be- I think he's. I think Sancho's getting paid more than Rice. So, listeners, let us know. Where can they let us know? Uh, we want to hear your thoughts. What is the best course of action for Phil Foden? Stick with City. Go to another team. What are your thoughts? Let maybe us know. Maybe during
1: this period going loan.
0: Yeah. Where can, you, uh, where can they tell us this?
1: At the Footy Corner 2 on Twitter. All right. There you
0: go. What Peace. do you think? Where do you stand on all this? If they get banned, he should stay. I think he's going to get a lot of match time if, if they're banned and a few guys leave. Now, if they don't get banned, I agree that he should go elsewhere and maybe even out of the country might work best for him. I think, Dor- that's, that's Dor- where
1: they'd, I think that's where they. I Dortmund think
0: that's where they do it. Dortmund is a team that I think if you send players to, they will excel. Like that, the Bundesliga to me is one of the top leagues to like send players out to. The coaches are so good technically there, and, and they teach players really the game. And yeah. I think that's what he needs. He also needs to bulk up a little. He's a really small guy. Yeah, that's something that definitely. I mean, and a few of those teams you mentioned, I think yeah, it'd be good for him to get loaned to them. Maybe even like a, a team like Wolves, if they. Make European soccer, and they need bodies. Uh, Phil Foden might be good that some of their other players can play in those Euro Europa matches, and he could play in the Premier League, right? Because so. I mean, I don't really know what City is going
1: to be playing for, you know, at this point. But well, the league outside of I mean, that's it. I mean, that's just the league, yeah. yeah. So, you know, no we'll Champions see, we'll see who, who they keep and and whatnot. But if, if Foden is in the starting eleven consistently, and if if you're Foden and you're like okay. You're not gonna be in the starting eleven on this side consistently, you know, and we're not gonna be in European soccer. But and then like the like but we can loan you to a team like Dortmund, where you start almost every game and you get European soccer on top of that and you can progress
0: pretty far in that, I think you'll take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean it's a matter of what the conditions will be, and I guess we'll have to find out. So everyone let us know what you think. We'll yeah. see what happens to Phil Foden very uh Big topic of conversation here, and he showed up for Jeff Paris today, I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, to bring that set of games to full circle, we were going to talk about this earlier. I mean, Arsenal did lose their second game, uh, 2-1 to Brighton. Pepe, the, a pretty good strike in the 68th minute, but it was answered by Dunk in the 75th, and that fuckhead Maupay in the 90-plus-5 minute, this is bias, sorry, 90-plus-5 uh, minute to win the match. Uh, that goal at ninety four twenty six is the latest ever for Brighton in Premier League history, um the goal that Arsenal gave up to Lewis Dunk was on a set piece. We've given, our, Arsenal's given up 13 goals on set pieces, which is the second worst to Villa at 15. Um, so we had contradicting opinions on this. Yeah, and before you get know into Lewis Dunk, the fact I forgot is that Arsenal does have three red cards in 11 matches under Mikel Arteta, and they had three under 51 in Unai Emery. But two of those red cards are David Luiz, who did not yeah. play in this match. Let's talk about the refing though, right? I think there's an incident that we're going to bring up and that's when Neil Maupay ran into Burn Leno, who arguably has been Arsenal's uh, best player along mm-hmm. with Aubameyang. So he's been like their team MVP. Yeah. Um, he clearly, in my opinion, is catching the ball, and Maupay bowls him to get him out of the box, uh, and Burn Leno comes down really bad on his knee. I wouldn't suggest watching it if you can control I don't not think watching it, was it. Too bad. Yeah, I mean, his leg bent the wrong way for a second; his knee went, uh, and it gave out. There are some bad. If you listen without the crowd noise, there are some bad screams. Apparently, um, what do you? So let me know your take on that call because okay. I obviously didn't like so, what Neil Malpay did. There, there are times where you could
1: tell a tackle. For example, a tackle studs up. That's bad. Okay, but then there's also like a physical side of the sport, mm-hmm. and there are times where it's almost like you want to commit a foul, but you don't expect to get a yellow. But it's more in, in the. Thing of like, okay, I'm going to be physical so I could, you know, kind of make Bern Leno pay for making this thing so he could second guess, you know, in the future coming out, making that catch. And the way I look at it is I don't think Maupay had intentions of like decking Bern Leno to the point where he gets like injured. I, I honestly think it was just an unfortunate landing for mm-hmm. Bern Leno. honestly, more than anything. Maupay's not a big guy. And I don't I'll think be-
0: he. But he ran into
1: him, mate. If you look at the impact, I don't think it was like as bad, like as as it be, but like I think it was just a physical play and Bern Leno landed the wrong way, and I think Leno was just frustrated at the whole maybe the whole game and, and what happened that he you Or know, that his
0: leg got fucked and he's out for the season.
1: Right. But I don't <laughs> what, but what I do think he had to take his frustration out on on Marpe, obviously, and then that got the whole team riled up. But if I'm Neil Maupay, I mean, like, that's just something that you want to see your strikers do, is follow through with these runs and, and maybe cause these light fouls to make the defenders on edge, the goalies on edge. I think it was just an unfortunate event what happened with Brun Leno. Uh, is it Neil Mopay's uh, fault? To an extent, yes. But a lot of things in, in soccer are very unfortunate in how they happen. A lot of the injuries, you know, that's just how I look at it. Um
0: I'm really interested. I don't blame
1: the Arsenal players for acting the way they did at the same time because you you do have to stick up for your players. So I don't think anyone's really in
0: the wrong is what I'm saying. I'm very interested to hear everyone else's take because I agree with you. Yes, a forward does have to go in hard for the ball. Yes, and that incidences will occur. But in my opinion, if a guy is airborne, they do not have control of their body. Correct? If they are airborne, they cannot – I mean, they can control how they're going to come down. But if they are impeded upon while in the air – And if both of them were going up at around the same time, I'd completely get it. I'd agree with you. If they're both fighting for a 50-50 header, but in my opinion, this ball was clearly Burn Leno's. In my opinion, Neil Maupay launched himself to do the following. He didn't do it to hurt him. I agree. But he did it so that he could nudge Burn Leno out of the box so that he can say, hey, look, he's out of the box. It's a free kick because after it happened, if you look at the replay, he points – Right before Bern Leno's riding in pain, he's pointing to say that Bern Leno's now out of the box. And then as soon as he sees that he's actually injured, he kind of backed off a bit. Um, but, but but in my opinion, if you're go- launching yourself at someone that's in midair, you're going to affect their landing like that. That was extremely dirty to me. And and for uh, Leno to, to yell at him, yeah, I mean, I think any goalie would have. I'm, I'm interested to hear Steve's take, too, because Steve's played goalie quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear his take on that play. If Here's you haven't Michael. seen it, just check it out. So but you're
1: saying Burn Leno was vulnerable and pay took advantage of that. So I'm gonna take you to an example. You said attackers should go for balls, right?
0: Well they should, but to an so extent they gotta be smart.
1: So let's you say You can't just recklessly fuck okay, people up. But let's say there's a corner, right? A corner or a ball put in the box. And that's a fifty-fifty. A ball. player a player goes in for the header mm-hmm. and um a goalie goes for a punch and punches him in the face.
0: Yeah, that's a fifty-fifty ball.
1: So, how are you in the right, assuming that um, this was Burn not Lennart a the ball?
0: Because he, he was—he had his hands on the ball. His hands are—it's—it's. It's, I agree with you that yes, if they had both jumped at the same time and it was a freak accident, you're right. The goalie gets hurt, and, and the striker has as much right to the ball. This particular one pissed me off because it was late, and it's not the first time I've seen this happen. Where a player. Is pushed after the fact. If you remember Matthew Debushi, maybe in twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen with Arsenal, or maybe twenty sixteen, was pushed late and dislocated his shoulder when he was pushed over the the uh, whatever the boards or whatever those are. So people look that up too. And Alexis Sanchez was once once pushed into a well at Bur- I guess Burnley has a well on their sideline. Have you noticed this, mate? No. Is it Bur- some small club? Has a well on their sideline, and a player pushed him, and he fell in, and didn't, luckily didn't get hurt. Well, but, I, I think we have different opinions on this.
1: I think me, it's just someone playing physical soccer that, of course.
0: Well, I mean, I enjoy physical. I, it's just I not agree, about Physical I agree, soccer. I maybe. agree.
1: It's a foul, but sometimes you gotta you gotta do fouls, and
0: it's not about physical. It's not, it's about being smart. It's about putting other people at danger. And he didn't even get a card. He didn't get a card.
1: So the ref saw something that that like someone like me would see obviously I mean like <laughs> You think the ref did it because he
0: hates Arsenal? It's Martin Atkinson. He did it because he's incompetent. I mean, I don't think it's an he's Arsenal got his, thing. They, they he's all, a
1: big idiot. I mean, he's not the only ref that could that, that can make a decision on that because, I mean, there's a whole crew of them that are communicating. So, obviously, there was three other ofif- well, there was three red officials cards.
0: in total. VAR will do it. But that's, a ye- I mean, at least a yellow. He didn't even get a yellow. No, they could, they could tell each other they think that's a yellow. I mean, they still communicate. I think they talk about red cards when it comes to VAR. I, I do not think a yellow card is VAR. Or I think yeah. they commute. They could. They could commute. For example, if the they could have given a red card, but they couldn't have given. I'm yet. not
1: saying even a card. I mean, they could discuss the foul together whenever they want. I mean, they can always be in contact with each other. There's no yeah, doubt in my mind. If someone card. was like, "That's a red card," they would have expressed it to Atkinson, and maybe he would have done something more. Or sure. even if they said it was a yellow, he would have done something. But obviously, I think there are three officials there that saw a physical play and agreed that maybe it was just an unfortunate landing.
0: But what I'm saying is the three officials that you're discussing would have to communicate. It would have to – the only way you could go back and give something is a red – it's not a yellow – you can't go back and give a yellow card. But after it happens, right, when
1: the whistle is blown, which it was, you can make a call right there and then. And in that span of time – It's just him then.
0: It was just him. So he didn't make that call – and and that was you know let's I want to see what other people say we'll move on because if we keep talking about this it'll go forever so I, I guess I my last my last player. my
1: last thing to you is Neil Mappay at the end of the game said Arsenal players need to learn yeah, humility Fuck him. they were walking so much when they were up zero to one and they ended up losing the game what's your opinion on
0: that my opinion is that Neil Mappay is a, a scummy human and I'm hoping that um, obviously being biased but I you know I hope he has some misfortunes nothing terrible but. You know, we'll see what happens to Neil Maupay sometime. Um, fuck him. That's all I gotta say. Uh, a couple other things, I guess. Yeah, you, as you mentioned, I don't know if you saw at one point in the game, there was an Arsenal player that made a pass and there was a player laying down. It looked like it was gonna nail him, like in the balls, and he kind of got up and the ball went through him. It was one of the wildest dummies you'll ever see. Neil uh, Steve Steve posted it, so you know uh, we'll have our intern retweet it as well as like you said, the stuff after the game. Gendouzi uh, choked. Uh, Pei. Okay, that the- was, I mean, I think the stuff afterwards,
1: Maupay was, I mean, he, that's, there's, that's yeah. stupid. Like the, I think he tried playing it off like Gendouzi uh, elbowed him. And choked him. No, 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 I think that was after the fact though. Gendouzi got mad and then did that. I'm saying before that, they blew the whistle. Maupay started running and then like, he just kind of like, him and Gendouzi brushed each other. Mm-hmm. And then Maupay went into his elbow and made it made a big deal out of it. It's a very, yeah. I think if you go back and watch it again. Right. That's, that's when he initially went on the ground and then yeah, obviously like a, he got back up and Kanduzi did that.
0: Yeah, well, and they didn't, uh, actually. and I don't think even the
1: choke was
0: bad at all. Yeah, like they said was. no punishment and a few other, I think Kolasinac started talking to Mopay and told him to just stop fucking around. Anyway, uh, rough days in Arsenal. R- so rough yeah, week uh, is opinions on the Maupay thing because I mean,
1: I think it was a pretty interesting story and, I mean, those are the those are the, that's the shit I love about the Premier League, the, the shit that goes on here. But
0: it was I'll, such a great week for my team. Okay, the send?
1: physical and like trash talking aspect
0: of it—that's I mean, cool. I'll accept all sympathy, chocolates, or gifts. Please send. I'm sad. Uh, all right. With that said, let's go to um, West Ham and Wolves. We bring this up because Wolves have launched themselves into a, a battle for the Champions League. They're tied with uh, United on 46 points in 6th place. couple goals-binding goal differential. And also because our, our guest West Ham fan, it was a bit unfortunate for them. 2 nothing Wolves, Raul and Neto with two late goals, 73rd and 84th minute. Mm-hmm. The game seemed to change when your boy Traore came in. He wreaked a little havoc. Uh, Wolves unbeaten in their last nine in London since 2012. What London side do you think beat Wolves in 2012? It was five nothing. So this is a, was it a Premier League game? Yeah, it's and they won nine. They've been Wait, unbeaten so in this nine. This is back when they were in then. the
1: Premier League.
0: Yeah, Wolves. They, this was nine unbeaten in London. Who think. beat them in Chelsea 2012? Chelsea was really good in that year. Five Chelsea. Nothing. It wasn't them. Arsenal. Nope, no, not Ar- Arsenal didn't score that many goals.
1: Um, not Spurs. No. Nope. So it's a small. Was it West Ham? No. Nope. Okay. That would uh, be funny. Fulham. Yep.
0: It was Fulham five nothing. Wildly enough. Uh, Wolves propel themselves. Let's first talk about them. What are your thoughts on their chances? I think they're good. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I think it's strategy, or
1: maybe they just can't fit them in the lineup. But I'm kind of shocked that Triari is starting on the on the bench. Maybe it's a tactical sub. You know, someone to come off and produce that speed. But I can't think of a position that they lack. You know they have a perfect core of like youth, and like and like senior members, mm-hmm. right? So leadership and young hungry guys. Um, they have that. Uh, what do you call it? That burst coming off the bench when they need it. Mm-hmm. Defensively sound, experienced goalie. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean they have it all covered, and and uh, they have a great manager, Nuno Spirito. Uh, I mean he just knows exactly where to place his guys. And for them, last year, the issue was picking up points against teams that may not be better than them, right? Yeah. So so they did really well against the top six, seven teams, but they struggled against lower teams because their style of play was sit back and counter. Well, this is a, a, an a, uh, example of a game where they're playing West Ham, who's obviously lower than them in the table, and they were able to take care of it. So Nuno, I think, has adjusted really well. He plays a great system, and I agree that his midfield, the key is his midfield, too, like Mutinho Neves, Dendonker. i mean, that's solid to be able to bring a fat, you know, fast dynamo like Adama off the bench when you can have Yota and Jimenez up front. I mean, it's crazy. Their team is their team's way better than people think, and they can make Champions League.
1: And I think behind the the closed doors, they're very they're very well because whatever. I mean, a lot, I feel like a lot of their players, especially like this past off season, uh, you know, you could very well move on to uh, bigger clubs. I'll say. Um, but the fact that they stayed, I think behind closed doors, I think they're sending a message and have a plan. And I think they're able to sell these players on that plan. I think a lot probably goes to Nuno because, you know, uh, he, I'm sure he's part of the plan and they trust him and um, the way they play. I think everything is, um, I think if you want to talk about like a real team, they're like a team that's all on the same page on and off the field. You know yeah. what I mean? I think they all get, get along together. There's never drama there. Um, I think they all love Nuno. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, it seems like they all are part of a, a project that they all really believe in. I think we'll really see this offseason because I think a lot of their players are wanted. Triore, Raul, um, Ruben Neves. I mean, this is this is a big offseason for them, whether they make it to Champions League or not. I think if they make it, it'll, you know, obviously um, influence those players to make their moves, uh, it'll be easier on the players, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you
0: think about that? Well, this is a team that has eight Portuguese players on the roster. So, there you go. There's that connect that you said locker room connect, uh which is funny because they have an English captain, your boy Connor Cody. Yeah, uh, Liverpool
1: league. academy graduate. Uh, but yeah,
0: they, they have a lot in front of them, and I think that's what makes it critical for them to potentially qualify, not just for Europa, but even potentially make that fifth Champions League spot if City is banned, which I think we're all thinking is going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a key if they can hold on to some of these players because, uh, yeah, they'll be in demand. There'll be t- clubs coming in, and if you can't promise Champions League soccer, uh, you've you've allowed these guys to dream big uh, by, by bringing them to this point. And uh, Nuno might have to do some convincing. So we'll see on that, that end of it. Um, and yeah, you so. know what? And, and something, I, I think people doubt them maybe a little
1: bit because of their the name. Mm-hmm. You know, you think Wolves, and you see teams above them, United, Chelsea, City, Liverpool, that they kind of just bring them out. But, like, you got to think Wolves are right up there with everyone else. And against top sides, they've beaten City before. They've beaten City this season, maybe twice. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. Maybe twice they've they've drawn Liverpool. They've drawn and beaten I think United. I mean, I, I think you got to give them credit.
0: Yeah, I mean they've been doing this since last year. So so it's one of those things that I think that uh, if you didn't learn after Leicester City that any team can can go off, then you know yeah. you're going to find out. I guess so. Um, West Ham, a little bit of trouble. I mean it was a home game, tough game nonetheless. They sit just outside their relegation zone right now. I believe they're in, what, 17th place? Yeah. Tied with Bournemouth on points just ahead in goal differential, minus 17, where Bournemouth has minus 20. Uh, It's a difficult road for them. Do you have any thoughts for them? Because their next two games are against Tottenham and Chelsea. So It's not good. I mean, Tottenham could be a result. Chelsea mm-hmm. seems like they're kind
1: of clicking finally again. It's or not easier again. But, I mean, it's only two games in, but yes. I don't really like their chances there. But I think West Ham's one of those teams where I don't know how they seem to be one of those teams that's always up and down because mm-hmm. uh, of the size of their club. And they seem to have decent funding, right? They bring in the good players, they have the stadium, uh, whether uh, West Ham fans agree with it or not because of the atmosphere issue. But I think there's like a mall in that stadium, too, or some wild shit. Um, but I've seen it. It looks nice on the outside. Um, I don't know. They're just not a championship club. So I, I can only hope that they stay up. But like you said, schedule doesn't favor them. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Uh, well, the f- immediate schedule doesn't favor them. I think it gets a little easier. Difficult to tell. This was a rough game because it was uh, it was one that they could have gotten a result from. I mean, it was 0-0 in the 70th minute. But, you know, uh, so it happens. Uh, David Moyes is going to have to try to work his magic again this year, and they'll have to improve over the summer. So speaking of that, do you have anything else we can run, I think, straight to the interview, we will run to our interview with West Ham supporter, Phil Bridges. And on today's show, we have a very special guest, fellow Chicago Fire fan, also a West Ham fan, and a founding member of Black Fires, Phil Bridges. Welcome to the show. How's everything going for you?
2: Uh, uh, it's going as uh, well as one could hope. I I guess. I mean, I don't know what's the sense of normality right now. So, um, you know, doing best I can.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, with the crazy year that 2020 has been, uh, obviously with the pandemic uh, and more recently, you know, the wrongful deaths of, of black lives at the hands of police. want to f- first ask, how are you doing mentally? What have, what have you been up to, um, in the recent, you know, month, month and a half?
2: Um, just trying to, uh, you know, try, just trying to get through it emotionally the best I can. I mean, it's been a very emotionally exhausting, uh, to say the least. Uh, it does take a toll on you, um, you know, just seeing it day after day after day after day, seeing more uh, names added to the list of de- those dead. And it's just, it's something that, uh, unfortunately, it's the new norm as of right now. Uh, for right now, it's the new norm, and you're just tra- hoping for better hoping things are gonna eventually turn, hoping things are gonna be better um right now, I'm just investing a lot of my time in uh you know trying to focus on black fires and not literally snapping on every person who drops ignorant as questions mm-hmm. and uninformed opinions so yeah i'm I'm just at that point. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I could imagine it's, it's probably extremely difficult. Um, and you've probably you know, heard a lot of people say, and I think, uh, you know, with the recent events happening, um, it's, it's safe to say people will say, we, you know, we don't understand. But, you know, try and understand how you feel, you know. Um, and, and as a Muslim, you know, myself and my brother, um, 9-11, when that happened. Uh, you know, I I remembered the fear, you know, going through an airport, Uh, you know, obviously, you know, security, it's security, they're they're there to keep you secure. Um, But, you know, you were worried about being profiled because of of, of what had happened. Uh, And but my fear only existed, aside from maybe some school incidences, to just going to the airport, or maybe just going to school. Um, And and so for, uh, you know, in, in my sense, or in our sense, for us to think, for that to be extended, 24 7 almost all times in all situations, as is being you know, people are further understanding now. Obviously, we have a lot of camera recordings now, which we didn't have before. So it's not to say it didn't happen, it obviously did, uh, but people are are understanding the situation more. Can you I guess my first question, I mean we're gonna get to some serious stuff now, is uh please explain to some of the listeners uh that that may not completely understand. Obviously, a lot of our listeners are on on the same side, uh, but what is it like? How can they understand what it's like uh, being black in America? What do people need to better understand that they may not?
2: I don't think you can ever truly understand mm-hmm. until you are, uh, unless you are. Um, it's just uh, sometimes hard to put into words. I mean, uh, it's knowing that you're going to constantly be under scrutiny one way or another, it's understanding that you have to hold yourself. To a certain standard, you have to work 10 times harder than those around you to get just uh, half the credit. You have to do so much and sometimes just to get barely anything. It's very hard. Um, But as a black man, I I sit there and I have to say uh, I'm. I'm in a position where I don't get it as bad as a black woman, the easily the most treated uh, person in society. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, as a black person, it's tough, but uh, uh, to put it in perspective, it's not as horrible as being a black woman in society today. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, because they deal with so much more, not only from society as a whole, but even within our own community. So it's just, um, I just, uh, that's all I can really say. I mean, uh, I i don't think it, we would have enough time to go through what it means to be black in America right now. Right. Uh, it's so much more, but uh, just, just that bit right there, um, uh, just to give a general sense uh, for the time being, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, I, I find it actually it is it's incredibly upsetting and sad that uh, it, it took all these events. Obviously, there have been recent ones, but there have been many in the in, in the recent past um, that that have occurred. And there have been protests in the past, um, but it seems like this particular case, at least it seems, uh, maybe has reached out to more people that maybe weren't as aware and should have been. Um, you know, and there's been this kind of push or there's been a little momentum now. We are about what, three weeks uh, since some of the main protests have gone out. That's not to say there still aren't some going on. I'm a little upset in uh, kind of our news, actually. They, they like to uh, portray when it's a bit chaotic, but they're not portraying some of the, the better protests going on now. Uh, so I'm a little upset in that, but but it's still going on now. But in terms of momentum, this is something I think that we should not allow to fade because I feel like in the past it's, it comes, it goes, it, it fades a bit. Uh, what can people do, you think, to keep pressure on leaders to implement change that is needed? We know that these issues, the systemic racist issues, will, I mean, it's safe to say they will never go away, unfortunately. Uh, but what can people do to, to put pressure on our leaders? Uh, what can we do? Uh, what can our listeners do? What can we all do as people um, to be better? hopefully vote
1: orange man out right that's that's the
2: first thing that's That's true that's that's the easy one that's the easy one it doesn't but unfortunately the reality is even if you vote orange man out um that doesn't solve everything that just puts uh a bandage over a uh, like a bunch of bullet wounds Mm -hmm. um the the amount of damage that has come it, it's not only been him but it's been you know it's helped bring a lot of issues to light it's just exposed a lot more um but in terms of what to do i mean it's really just make sure you stay informed make sure that you keep holding your uh, elected officials accountable you keep holding them accountable because at the end of the day uh while it's important for the bigger elections, it's just as important to make sure that you're involved in your local elections, knowing who's coming to the table, knowing who's trying to get into those local seats, understanding what they're about, because Mm -hmm. ultimately they're gonna be the people who have the biggest impact on you daily, because that's where you live. So um, just making sure you do that, that can take a step in the right direction in terms of how to um, be able to cause change. Because with voting, um, ultimately you're not just voting for the president of the United States, you're voting for a lot more than that. So I think people have to be a lot more conscious of that uh, politically. And I think when that happens, uh, you are going to see the change, you're gonna start seeing the change uh, that needs to happen.
0: Yeah, and I and I, I agree with you. I think um, the the obvious one is to the uh, police system, which has been uh, you know terrible. They have to make some changes to that. Uh, but but also importantly, that this has highlighted that. But it's also important, obviously, right? There are other ways that the leaders can implement change. It's not just that system that is causing the issues. There are, I mean, countless things that that uh, you know that have to Do you agree with that opinion?
2: I'm sorry, can you say that again.
0: I was going to say it's not just the police system that that should be changed. A lot of the, um, for instance, you know, people are and in a lot of these cases, these guys had histories. Um, and I think there should be a zero zero tolerance case uh, against uh, cops and police officers. But that said, there are more than just changes to the police policing or police force that need to be changed. We're talking about all around change. What other aspects do you think I'm kind of going off script here are, are maybe important uh, to well, hit?
2: Well, uh, when people say defund the police, I think that uh you know people lack the understanding what what we're getting at mm-hmm. uh when it comes down to it, you can as big of a chunk of a budget as the police get you can easily reallocate funds to things that are much more needed. We've allocated to uh education, you know you have all these schools that are lacking the proper resources to help uh, teach the next generation coming up. That needs more. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also reallocate those funds to a lot of programs around the city to help keep kids uh, out of trouble, to help give them other options. There's so much more we can do and uh, the key thing to doing that is that you have to be willing to take a look at the bigger picture you have to be willing to take a view from different uh, POVs and understand that clearly what's going on isn't working. So you have to be willing to try something new, to look at something in a different way to be able to address what's going on.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Actually, it's, uh, you know, when you mentioned that, our, I know our university is doing a lot with, uh, there's some grants that are out there for for some underserved communities. Um, program, I agree that... Uh, the gov- you know, the government and local officials should put a lot more into a lot more help into that. Um, I even think in the recent situation that was going on, uh, a little more could have been, or sorry, a lot more could have been put into saving, uh, businesses, um, you know, on the South side that were in trouble, whereas they were focusing on the downtown area being, being locked down. Um, you know, I, I thought some businesses on the South side were, were neglected by police, um, or, you know, people around there. So I think, uh, putting money into that would be good. Now, moving on to some sports, uh, related things, uh, recently, you know, we, you heard probably Roger Goodell and U S soccer have lightened or taken back some previous stances that they've had on things. Um, for instance, the NFL, uh, and U S soccer now allowing the dealing at, at the Anthem. Um, obviously it's not going to take back what the NFL did to Colin Kaepernick, um, is this is this a little bit of hope for future improvement or is it more so kind of a slap in the face that these organizations took so long to make statements and perhaps maybe an ingenuine kind of thing that they just did it because of the times and what everyone else is doing
2: it's a middle finger and it's ingenuine, very <laughs> ingenuine at this point right. i mean until he actually goodell in the nfl apologized to kaepernick that apology is about as hollow as you can get. Um, in terms of U.S. soccer, it was a ridiculous stance that they took, and uh, it, it it's sad that it took all this happening for them to realize it. But you know, that's pretty much how things go right now. It's only until you get embarrassed. It's only until you're put under the uh, a spotlight that you have to that you're only able to understand what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. Instead of being proactive, a lot of these leagues are being reactive. Right. It's unfortunate, but you know, yet while it is ingenuine, you have to take it as somewhat of progress. You know, the one sport I actually look at and say they really took a, they did well, was NASCAR. Out of all the sports,
0: mm-hmm.
2: all the sports, right. NASCAR. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's insane. Yeah, all things considered.
2: All things considered. Yeah. Who would have thought twenty twenty NASCAR would be the progressive sport, sport. <laughs> in social justice?
0: You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um yeah. Obviously though, some some bad news you coming out of out of there um uh yesterday, but let's hope that they continue their progress and strike down on whoever committed the the act. Uh did you hear about what happened recently? Yes.
2: Yeah, okay. uh the Newsom Bubba Watson's uh, yeah. uh Bubba Wallace Wallace's uh Right uh garage yeah it was uh it's crazy but you know what I uh, not i'm not shocked that that's happened uh okay. ultimately there as much progress there was going to be some type of pushback right and so this happening unfortunately is not shocking right now
0: yeah, I mean it's it's a completely disgusting thing to hear about. But you know, like you said, let's see how NASCAR will come down on. I mean, surely there's a, a camera video somewhere, camera or, or and something. they can. And, and like you said, we can see how they progress. I think a lot can be read into how will these leagues or these groups do say five months from now, right? When when maybe the spotlight isn't on them. Um, you know, speaking of something like U.S. soccer. Uh, they not only had issues on this term on, on terms of in terms of kneeling with the anthem, but also there was some inequality with the men and women's side of things um, that have kind of caused someone like DeAndre Yedlin to consider not playing for his country. Um, how do you how do you view that, or what are your thoughts on on what he's saying? Would you say you were a player? Would you consider you know saying you know what I'm not going to play for the U.S. if this is how things are going to be?
2: Well, me personally. I wouldn't walk away because the way I see it, being on the national team gives me an extra platform mm-hmm. to be able to, to talk about these situations. But that being said, I totally understand why uh DeAndre Edlin would walk, would be willing to walk away. Uh mm-hmm. for certain people, they have certain limits that they can uh deal with in terms of uh the ridiculousness of US soccer. I'm shocked the women's national team has been able to survive this long. But I to be fair, you know, they see themselves as having a platform to do better for women and women's soccer. So uh, it's, it's very understandable that he would walk away. And I have no problem with him walking away uh, mm-hmm. if he feels like that. That's his right. And uh, I respect that 100%.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I I agree with you there too. I think it is. Yeah. It's something that you, you know, you're showing that, Hey, things are wrong by walking away, but by staying, like you said, you're showing that you're, you're willing to stand up and fight, uh, you know, something like that. So it's, it's kind of a two way street there. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of, we discussed earlier about, uh, the orange man, I, I call him that I don't really call him by his name anymore. Um, with the change of him, do you think that, uh, you know, you mentioned it before, it'd be like a Band-Aid, uh, but would it less embolden some of the, the, the racists and the people that have, have come out? Um, he, he seems to not get it. Uh, it really frustrated me that he, you know, going back to earlier talks, I guess, couldn't, you know, talk to George Floyd's family. He couldn't uh, address this sooner, uh, but but could it change at least
1: he still doesn't even address it like today. I yeah, feel like yeah. I don't I mean at least I haven't seen anything of him
0: would, talking about it. Yet. Would it help improve how much would you say it would help improve if he gets, you know, kicked kicked out in November, which I think will happen.
2: Um, I think it will help. It, it will help emotionally, but mm-hmm. uh I don't think it'll dis, it will stop emboldening the races. I mean, he's had four years to stoke the flames for them, so right. and he's taken full advantage of it. So yeah. yeah the his impact is going to be lasting but hopefully uh upon his ouster him being outed um, change will come but i don't expect it to be a uh, 180 mm-hmm. in terms of the uh in terms of what's been going on in terms of uh the rising races mm-hmm. or the rising overt racism i should say cuz racism has always been there
0: yes so yes shit. Yeah. Uh, so now let's, let's kind of, you know, we'll shift gears a little bit to something uh, kind of near and dear to you. You're a founding member of Black Fires. Uh, kind of explain to the listening there, you know, their support, you know, Chicago fire support group. Um, explain to listeners who you guys are, what you represent and, and, you know, you could, this is your, I guess, platform. If you want to promote any upcoming events or potential partnerships with the, the fire, I know you guys have been working on uh, discussing things with them in uh, you know, how they can improve some things in the community?
2: So, uh, we Black Fires is the supporters group for the Chicago Fire mm-hmm. and the Chicago Red Stars, the uh, NWSL oh. side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, we're our goal is to help grow the game within the Black community uh, mm-hmm. in Chicago and help um, you know, do and help increase reach out Hopefully, over time, um, you know, really, with everything that's been going on with COVID, kind of thrown a wrench in a lot of plans. Yes. Um. So, uh, so we've just been trying to do our best to uh, make sure that you know we take uh, un- we take this time to just at least make sure that uh, our meetings with the fire and the red stars. We get across uh, the point of what we feel needs to be done mm-hmm. um, within uh, the outreach, uh, at least on the outreach on um, their side of things. We have ideas of what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have plans for what we want to do right now. It's still in the works. Yes. Um, so we'll keep that on the rough but we have ideas of how we want to go about doing things. And um, we were really. Uh, the time for right now we've been really impressed about how um the fire have gone about you know working with us and we really feel good about that the fire and the have gone about working with us in terms of doing these things so we feel really positive right now uh, about how things are going right now and um you know at the end of the day we really hope that uh starting now going into next year we can truly start making an impact in our outreach especially on the south and west sides of chicago mm-hmm. and, and um and growing the game and showing people that you know we're just more than just soccer supporters we're people who care about the community and want the community to do better To we want the com- community to be better we want to help out any way we can uh, if we have this platform we should do as much as we can to to make an impact where we can.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I, uh, I I see that you guys have been very active. Um, you know, you're a new one of the a newer support group that's been very active, very positive uh, thus far in, in communications that I've seen. I'm glad to hear that the team uh, is is doing uh, good in in responding to that because it can be difficult sometimes to get a hold of teams. I know some MLS teams were a little better than others uh, in, in you know the whole situation the past couple months or they. They're better than others in terms of responding to their supporters. Uh, if, you know, anyone out there listening, uh, you know, that that may be interested, maybe helping you guys grow, where can they find you? Where can they contact you guys to potentially, uh, you know, discuss uh, helping out or joining?
2: Um, so right now, uh, our main uh, uh, source of uh, communication is on Twitter, buyers mm-hmm. uh, underscore black. OK, Um so that's where you can find us on Twitter. Uh, we'll be there, and you know, shoot us a DM, in. send us a DM if you can.
0: Awesome, perfect, and yeah, hopefully anyone listening, if they have any ideas, right, that anyone can can help, correct? That you know, with
2: anyone can reach out to us, you know, sure, sure. And talk to us, and, you know, and we'll go from there.
0: Perfect, awesome, and uh, we'll we'll keep echoing those sentiments, uh, you know, throughout some of our episodes, and uh, hopefully it spreads. Uh, so moving on, I guess speaking of the fire. The MLS is Back tournament, which MLS is Back is the name of the tournament, uh, starting July 8th, coming up. Um, any hope? <laughs> I know it's been difficult the past years as a Fire fan. Oh, uh, <laughs> Any hope? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, well, first of all, I guess, any, ho- any more hope than you'd have in a season in a short tournament that can almost go any way and or season, you know, following? Do, do, do you have any hope that we can do anything?
2: Oh, this is ideal, uh, for the fired, uh, you know, uh, it's a short tournament. You, you have an opportunity to, you know, really get back into playing shape and be able to, uh, see what you can do as of right now. And as for me, it's right now, it, it, it's open. It's, uh, open for us to be able to win it. I think there's every chance we can win it. Yeah. Um, Shockingly, as shocking as it seems. You know, I, 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 I <laughs> uh, it's there for us to win. I, I think this extra time that the players have had to uh, train and uh, be around the, the newer players, I mm-hmm. think it will help us a lot going down the line. Uh, and it can really do wonders in this tournament because you're not, you're not really looking to be, you know, the best best in terms of um you know having to play uh some exquisite football all you just have to all you have to do is win in advance at this point Mm -hmm. you know by any means necessary yeah Yeah. so that's how i see it you know um i look at the team and uh ralph wiki you know wiki's at the wheel yeah,
0: I, w- Wiki at the wheel, and he didn't look. They didn't look too bad in the first two games before things got canceled. I mean, it wasn't the greatest result. Kind of got screwed bad.
1: over in Seattle. Not screwed over, but you know, they almost got away with that
0: one.
2: Uh, yeah, that one. That one was a bit more irritating. I feel like we should have won that game, but I
0: agree. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, so they can get like you said. It's all about getting hot. They look pretty decent going to the break, and now they've had more time together. They're in a weaker group. Uh, I'd say, right? I mean, they're playing two expansion teams in their uh, in the group stage matches, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes out of that, and if they can get something rolling. I, I agree that I think this is a great tournament. MLS, it's a great idea to reintroduce things via a World Cup style tournament, because who doesn't like a World Cup World Cup style tournament? Uh, I was going to ask which uh, player are you looking forward to seeing maybe the most in the in the, you know, the upcoming tournament? Besides Brent Bronico. <laughs>
2: Besides Brent Bronico, and I I want to say that's number one, right, right. Uh, that man has a mustache of legend.
1: Oh, uh, I've seen it on our walks because he's, he's actually one of our neighbors. Actually, he actually lives by us. I've seen him on a few walks, actually. He's still strong.
2: Um, still strong. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm more interested in Aliceta. Um, uh-huh. uh, young winger. Um, Looks like he's got a lot of speed to him. I'm just interested in how he's going to adapt in the side. I think that uh, if he really can be the uh, player we hope him to be, he can really help his team along with the likes of uh, Barrett, who's really the, I think, the forward we've been missing for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So.
0: Yeah, and we've seen what, what Speed can do, too, with, with our yeah. players in the past.
2: <laughs> yeah, Speed he does wonders. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, hopefully he can you know, really get com- uh I'm hoping he's gotten comfortable uh mm-hmm. with the squad and they're able to fire fire on all cylinders. Pardon yeah. the pun.
0: Yeah, hopefully we get some good things out of that. Uh and like I said, not uh <laughs> Not advocating for watch parties, but uh, it'd be it'd be so awesome just to be able to see games with, with our group again at some point in time. Uh, who yeah, knows what know. going happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, worst case scenario, we just Zoom. We, zoom, we just yeah. Have
0: zoom. a Zoom thing. I, I don't know if the, yeah, we should get to see if the Banter Buddies are are, are doing a Zoom thing. Uh, banter Buddies and Blackfires and and any other support groups that would be involved. It'd be great if we get a community uh, of everyone together just kind of zoom in and you know you've seen the reactions I, I assume you've watched some of the Premier League matches where they have the, the zoom reactions of people up there
2: <laughs> yeah I've been seeing that that's entertaining I haven't seen as I haven't seen that many Manchester City fans in like ever
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. well the I best part it. is they couldn't even fill up the whole uh, the whole screen like some of them were just like still images <laughs> of like
2: yeah right that, that's amazing <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, I guess we'll transition to the Premier League. Um, we haven't—I don't think we've had a West Ham fan on this show before, so this is a a gem. We're, yeah. we're glad that we, we get to talk West we, Ham. We've had even a Preston North End fan, but yeah. we have not had a West Ham fan. So, <laughs> so I guess my first question—I didn't—I didn't, you know, tell you that I was going to ask this before, but it's kind of a genuine one. How did you become a West Ham fan, Phil? Um, let's
2: see. Back in, let's see uh 2008 mm-hmm. i believe uh i really started to watch premier league football mm-hmm. i remember it cuz the one match that i saw it was uh united versus villa okay uh, Makeda scores the winner uh uh-huh.
1: uh
2: so uh yeah that was the match that i saw and then i just started watching the premier league more and more and uh for me i just i don't know what it was it just i felt a kinship with west ham really um and so that's where i just started watching of course they got relegated uh literally uh a a year later i believe so that Mm -hmm. was uh that was wonderful
1: yeah they've been (laughs) down
0: since you became a fan but props to you for sticking with them yeah yeah
2: it's not for the week it's not for the week
0: (laughs) I was going to say, we have some we have a friend that's a Sunderland fan, so, I mean, it's like, oof, that can, that can get a bit rough, too, I suppose, you know, when you get it's the ups and downs, man. But that's what makes it beautiful when the ups well, happen. in his case, a lot of
1: downs. Yeah,
0: too. that's <laughs> true, that's true. But that's what makes it beautiful when the ups happen. That's true. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, it makes it all worth it at the end of the day. But, uh, yeah, irons, irons are going to be the irons one way or the other.
0: <laughs> right, actually, so speaking of... We'll we'll kind of, you know, transition to this season's team. Uh, They always seem to sign some really what seem to be quality players. And and you get really excited about it. You look at them
1: them on paper before the season starts, you're like, shit, man. West Ham did some good business. Like, for example, they got Lanzini coming back, but that dude's a walking cast, it seems like. (laughs) I mean, shout out Lanzini. I've actually met him before. He's an amazing guy. But, like, Uh it's just like you always look at them on paper. Mm -hmm. And it's just like next thing you know – they're, like, almost at the relegation area. Like, what the hell is going on? You what's have a happened? big stadium. Your fan base is nuts. Mm-hmm. And, like, your players match up. Like, what's going
2: on? <laughs> uh, manager. um, Manager. Oh, that's, that's, that's really been the issue. Um, The managers and the styles that they've tried to play, like, uh, for Pellegrini, he was just way too open, way too attacking, and I just don't think he understood You know, the type of team he had, Mm -hmm. you know, he signed these players, but I don't think he had a good sense of, you know, balance. That's what we lacked. Uh, We were earlier in the year, uh, first half of the season, I'd say we really lacked a good holding midfielder aside from Declan Rice and uh, because he would always want to play um, with two midfielders that were holding at least but we never had the right balance. Mark Noble, he's getting up there, so you it can't always depend on him to be able to do these things, uh, to do that uh, week in and week out as usual. Mm -hmm. So uh, it really – it's not that we haven't invested in good players. It's just we haven't invested in the right position, and that's what hurt us. Um, Just looking around the squad, we're struggling – at the fullback position, yes. Uh, we we were really struggling add backup goalkeeper. I mean, oof.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, man. That...
1: <laughs> yeah, that
2: was that was a bit. I, uh... Sorry, no, no, it's fine.
1: I guess. Um. So in this podcast, we've talked a lot about about uh, when West Ham does play. I have a soft spot for West Ham, so every time I watch them on on TV, I always like kind of root for them. But I always get so pissed off. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand this guy's a cult hero, and and whatnot. Because ever since following the Premier League, I think he's been there for you guys. But it's frustrating watching Mark Noble play because I don't think he's that great. And you mentioned anymore. 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 Sorry,
0: you should you should preface. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: You mentioned Declan Rice. Now I think Declan Rice is a hell of a player, but I think he has so much pressure put on because he plays alongside Mark Noble. Maybe you could tell me why Mark Noble is still in the starting 11 or or maybe something I'm not seeing in him.
2: No, I can explain that easy (laughs) because no one else is doing the job. Uh, (laughs) No one else can do, no one else is doing what Mark Noble is willing to do. I should say Um, we -hmm. bought in this, uh, we bought in this guy um, recently. So, 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 I'm trying to say his name right, but we brought him in, uh, Czech Republic man, and uh, I think he can do the job that's Mm -hmm. being asked, Uh, but under, I think right now, our biggest struggle is uh, manager, Uh, I think the biggest struggle has always been managers, um, because we just can't get the right one, we have the talent, we need the right person to lead it, but Going back to your point about uh mark noble uh look he had his moments like I go back to twenty fourteen twenty fifteen yeah. uh the year Lester won the title that was his best season mm-hmm. that was his best season by far It yes. you know, was that twenty fifteen twenty sixteen I should say that that was the Leicester year uh when he got snubbed out of uh England uh spot for whatever reason. Hashtag biased. Yeah. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Jack Wilshere did not deserve to be on that Euro squad.
0: This is true. As an Arsenal fan, I can tell you that you're right.
2: <laughs> Ironically, we decided to sign Jack Wilshere, <laughs> and he's been a walking sick note. So
0: yeah. yeah congrats no. to us. Yeah. Well, the injuries have also been a problem. And you mentioned managers, so I guess you're, I'm assuming that you don't think David Moyes is the answer? I
2: don't know. He was never the answer. <laughs> I mean, he he did the job in keeping us up uh-huh. way back, but he's not the guy you want long-term. Mm-hmm.
0: Any ideal manager that you have in mind that is, is obtainable? I know not, I mean, you could just say who the best one is, but any potential ones that you you'd say, hey, this guy might be a good fit? Um... <sighs>
2: When see here's the thing, when I see Ancelotti willingly go to Everton, yes. then I, it gives me dreams of grandeur. And <laughs> yes. it's like
0: That's, that was baffling to us too. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, Pochettino, come down, come on down <laughs> to East yeah. London.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Hey, he's still available. Hey,
0: he's- like. Boys, <laughs>
2: Like come on down to East London, we we are not ashamed of you, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Let's I'm go. I'm not afraid to beg. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so well, little little work to do to stay up. Um, what what can you guys, what do you think they can do to avoid relegation, West Ham?
2: Oh, uh, right now, um, mm-hmm. a easy easy thing to say is play better, but uh, I think there needs to be a a lot more um. We have to be very, very stout defensively. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, and then we have to just acknowledge what we aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not this free-flowing attacking side. I think mm-hmm. we have to admit that. Look, we're a counter-attacking team. We're gonna use speed, and uh, we're gonna try to get goals off set pieces with Hilaire. That's mm-hmm. all we have to focus on doing. Can mm-hmm. you focus on what you? I think one of the issues is when you try to do too much, you end up doing, you end up hardening yourself a lot more than uh, when you acknowledge what you can't do and just focus on what you can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Actually, Wolves are a good example of a team like that, that uh, yeah. some of the teams that have sat back and they actually fare better against the top teams because they, they're really stout defensively, as you mentioned, and hit on the counter um so so if you guys stay up uh which you know we're hoping we've actually mentioned on the podcast too many times when we've discussed who do you think is going to get relegated we talk about teams like West Ham and Aston Villa who are traditionally you know pretty you know good teams to see if we're hoping they stay up um say we do you do and you're David Gold as much as you may not like him I know a lot of West Ham fans don't but just pretend like you're David Gold for a second what are you doing this summer uh to improve the team what is your I guess what would your priority be?
2: Sell the team. (laughs) That is the best way (laughs) to improve it.
1: That's willing to buy the team.
2: (laughs) Yes. um, I'm hearing rumors of an American consortium, I believe, Uh that's trying to buy the club. But I don't know how much I'm going to put into that. But uh, if he stays Uh in the sad situation where he stays our owner... Yes. I would just say simply make sure you're investing in the right position and make sure you have enough depth um, mm-hmm. because that says everything. And also make sure you're investing in our youth players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we shouldn't be in a situation where we're haggling one of our academy players over a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's where I am right now with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. You guys uh, you guys can definitely use a, a better owner as someone that has as a, a fan of a team that has an American owner may not always be the best thing with Kroenke at, at Arsenal.
2: I think Kroenke is a very special case.
0: Yeah, That's true. I guess uh, with yeah, in our in case with Liverpool, it's it's working out fine somewhat, you know,
1: because when the Red Sox don't do well, it impacts Liverpool at the same time. But yeah, I mean, it's worked out good. I okay. guess you could say. I think, it. Well, I think it, I mean, I mean, he's a lot better than both of. Yeah, both I'm not, of our owners. Yeah, I have no right <laughs> to. Complain. I have no right to complain. So.
2: Are uh, we? Are we going to find out about Liverpool stealing signals too? Is, is that we're going <laughs> to see? Uh, are we going to fire a Klopp? <laughs> <laughs> Please let me know.
0: That would be. That would be insane. <laughs> Arin would have a lot of questions to answer on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> especially, especially me, especially uh, Jeff Paris, and all the other people out there that are. Uh, you know, you, you go back and forth with. <laughs> yeah. But um with that said, uh Phil, thanks a lot for, for coming on. Hopefully we'll uh we'll have you again sometime soon. It's been an awesome talk. Um and you know, do you have any questions, I guess, for us? We usually allow the guests, if they do do you have any questions for us before we uh we hang it up for today.
2: Um what is your view on how international football is going to look at this point? Um you know I- I'm just wondering how that's gonna work out with next year supposedly being the euros mm-hmm. uh, gold Cup, copa america like how's that gonna work logistically
0: mm-hmm.
2: in your eyes
0: yeah so do you want me to go first i no? i i okay so i'm gonna say this because it is gonna be a mess i think with with how late everything is restarting right now um and the season's next season would start, I guess, in a lot of leagues in September, European leagues, I'm speaking yeah. of September, maybe, maybe October. October. Yeah. And those guys don't get much of a break in the first place. Then factor in that we don't know if there's going to be a second spike in this in this pandemic, yeah, if travel is going to be allowed, if things are going to happen. And I think it is as it stands now, if it happens, if things you know, I'm praying everything it works out fine. But as it stands right now, uh, I it could be it could end up being a disaster. If it works out, it would be one of the most entertaining summers probably that we, we've had as fans seeing everything. But then the question is, how tired are these guys going to be? Yeah, they're going mean, to be what, healthy. What's your take yeah, on that? Yeah, that's right.
1: another that's another thing. Like with all this going on, um, I think it's time for maybe team to start digging in their youth, kind of like what Phil said. You know, start giving your youth a shot because you're going to need depth in these in these times and You're going to have players, you know, that are exhausted, injured and all that stuff. So it's definitely going to be interesting. And hopefully it happens because, you know, with with what's going on, you you have no idea at this point. I mean, cases are still going up and then you have like states that are just open and, you know, it's just everyone's handling it differently. Countries are. But it seems like Europe is kind of getting a good grip on everything that's going on. So hopefully Mm -hmm. um, they continue to progress. But
0: that's Phil. what are your thoughts
2: um as a u.s soccer men's soccer national team fan um i'm just wondering how they're going to screw us over this time right, right. Uh, um i'm waiting for how they set up that group that uh qualifiers
0: yeah
2: i am in total fear
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh i don't want to have to hear trinidad and Tobago away oh, for hope. the next four years
0: uh, yeah i still have nightmares of that
1: yeah Mm-hmm. Um, we have a better so, trip, hopefully
2: we yeah we should we should but we should have we should have qualified i'm, I'm sorry I, I i'm hurt i'm hurt i'm forever scarred by that
0: oh my gosh it was like a gut punch that night my heart like my stomach was in knots i was yeah i was so upset and i still you know i think we have a lot of great youth players a lot of good you know good up-and-coming guys it's yeah. a matter of how they can mesh and then I, i'll be honest i'm not convinced by the current manager Oh don't
2: know greg berhalter was not the guy I to agree. hire but you know they wanted their their mls guy and we saw how that has worked out now yeah um, yeah
0: we we can only hope it goes well it, but there are so many better managers yeah
1: and so you know many better Jeez. i'm
0: looking for some people to, to really
1: step up i know a lot of there's a lot of christian polisic hype or, throughout the years but i know i've told Girena. i've told my brother a lot no Giorno's good i mean Sergio. Weston McKinney. yeah weston mckinney has been my favorite player for yeah. quite some time and he's so good i know everyone's calling Pulisic captain america but in my opinion i think mckinney should be yeah the captain and Central i think man. he's i think on the field and off the field he's he's well spoken and um i think he can really be a leader that's just how he yeah. just has to
2: not be injured
1: because mm-hmm. um, right, yeah,
2: yeah. I look at him, Tyler Adams, mm-hmm. like Christian Pulisic. I need all of them to be healthy oh, at yeah. the same time.
0: Uh-huh, I uh-huh. agree. And how can we solve our striker issue? <laughs> what <laughs> solve? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
2: we don't do that over here. Right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> We just throw a cycle of players out. We recycle them. You know, next thing you know, Chris Wondolowski's going to be playing again, and we're going to be wondering what's gone wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, well, Phil, it's been a great time. Any yeah. other questions? I guess this has been awesome, yeah. awesome conversations. Uh,
2: actually, no, I'm good. I'm just uh, happy happy to have been on the call. Um, Happy to have been able to talk with you all. really feels good, you know, just being able to talk right now
1: yeah and one last thing um i know we're backtracking but like back to the um kind of the whole movement that's going on i guess if someone's listening that's still kind of you know wondering you know still questioning maybe what it's fully about or or how they can really do something besides maybe you know a hashtag on instagram or you know i i that's that's good but something that um you could tell me if i'm wrong uh but something that I've done, I know my brother knows, is I've really taken a step back and really thought about it. Um, I grew up with my best friend being uh, being black in, in Naperville, right? Mm-hmm. So I've kind of not gone through it, but seen it, you know, firsthand, maybe some instances and whatnot. And I'm 100% sure, um, if you're not black, that you have you know, associated with someone that is racist, you know, homophobe, you know, anything, you know, mm-hmm. and there are some people that cannot be changed, maybe, yeah. you know, or, or like you said, um, you used the word that sorry, I'm not like 100%. I'm not very smart. But you said it's like fake, um, or it's like underlying racism, right? So subtle, you subtle think, racism. Yeah, yeah you yeah, may yeah. not think there. But 100% they are. Now, I have a really good friend, or two of them, actually. They're brothers, and um, you know them as well. My Correct. brother and my brother. And yes. something that you can do is make personal changes, right? Like, that is mm-hmm. the biggest change in my book. Really look at yourself and say, what can I do to to block these, like, negative influences and, and really just make a difference yourself is just changing your own lifestyle. And, like, if you have to, let's just cut them out you know what i mean just disassociate anything involving you know that type of hatred because there's no room in society or your life for that would you agree with that
0: maybe it'll wake them up
1: yeah i mean holding at the end of the day we
2: have to hold we have to hold each other and ourselves accountable Mm -hmm. for what we've done in our actions and when we do that uh you know the pieces will fall where they will where they will. And ultimately, uh, if people aren't willing to change, then those aren't the people you need in your life. You know, as sad as it may be, um, you know, but we live, we grow, we move on and that's how we have to continue to be in this, in during these times. And so I agree with you on that. You you were right up. You're right on that.
0: Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And again, thanks Phil for coming on and hopefully we'll, uh, when uh, West Ham stays up, we'll have you on again. We'll have a mini, ce- <laughs> mini celebration, and we'll uh, we could talk if international football. Hopefully. Mark Noble hits the uh,
1: staying up PK. Maybe
2: if Mark Noble keeps us up with a PK, that that's just I will be celebrating into the
0: night. <laughs> I can only imagine some of the awesome videos that we'd see uh, from you. I know you've had some some good clips in the past. Uh, Phil, where else? Ooh. Uh, we're up, we're up, <laughs> people... Where else can people reach you at if, if you want them to? Or you could you know you don't have to tell people your, your Twitter handle or whatever.
2: Um. Wow. Twitter. Um. Let's see. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I was <laughs> just literally like, wow, Twitter. <laughs> That's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh yeah i I, i'm sorry give me a
0: second (laughs) oh no worries no worries (laughs) so also while he's doing that uh you know once again uh check out uh blackfires at fires underscore black right and uh kind of see what they've been doing if you you know you have any suggestions uh want to help out um you know give some ideas to them i think a lot of what you guys are doing uh is very good for the community, and I think we can all uh, help in some way or another, whether it's an idea or a support in some way or another.
2: Yeah, uh, if you want to follow me, uh, it's Big Phil mm-hmm. underscore Steve, mm-hmm. uh, also burning iron, uh, so one or the other, and that's how you can follow me.
0: All right, awesome. Well, hopefully, we'll have you, like I said, on again soon celebrating West Ham, and uh, you know, uh, keep. Keep well over there, Phil, and hopefully we'll yeah we'll connect soon. It was good having you, buddy.
2: It was good having you, too, man. Thank you. Right, thanks, Thank all. you. All right,
0: bye-bye. Bye. And we are back. Uh, great interview there with Phil. Uh, a lot of in- insightful stuff. And it was fun talking West Ham and, and U.S. soccer as well with him.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in that
0: interview. So And a lot to learn as well. So hopefully we have him again, on again soon. I think the, the stuff, the interview flowed really well. Yeah. Uh, and we'll continue, I guess, to talk about the matches. And I, I really do... Hope well for West Ham. West Ham and Villa really are teams that, you know, we'd like to see. They're not championship for. teams. Correct. Correct. So. And also they have similar jerseys. So, uh, <laughs> oh. let's talk about... Yeah, we're, it's funny. We're about to talk about Newcastle and Sheffield. And because we have NBC Sports still on, the highlights are literally on as we're about to speak about it. Wild result. A bit unexpected. Newcastle, three. Sheffield, nil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheffield is really pushing... We were talking about them earlier. Pushing for a Champions League spot. The, uh, Egan gets sent off with a second yellow in the 50th, and everything went downhill. Saint Maximin, Richie, and our boy Joe Clinton is back. Joe, he scores. Clinton, he scores, and he and he did the uh, the pregnant uh, the the ball in the stomach. So I'm assuming he has a kid on the way. Congrats on the sex, Joe Clinton. <laughs> Joe Clinton missed a sitter early in the game, but at least he's finally scored again. To give you an idea of how long it's been, it's been 2,130 minutes of soccer and 39 shots. Since Joe Clinton last scored in August of 2019 against Tottenham Hotspurs, wow! So, Arne, uh what are your thoughts? First, let's talk like real briefly about Joe Clinton mm-hmm. um, because uh, Steve remembered. Steve remembered Joe Clinton really well. Uh, he actually posted a really funny. I don't know if our um, our intern retweeted it or not. Uh, he, you remember Ali G? Yeah. So after uh, Joe Clinton scores his first goal in 301 days. He posts the Shah and says, "Yeah, boy," to Joe Clinton. So, is Joe Clinton officially back, or does he have a while to go still? Um, he has still has a while to come <laughs> back. I mean, I don't know if they're even going to keep him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But um, it's only his first year, so that said, impressive result. Let's first talk about Newcastle. Yeah, three nothing winners. I think with that result, they're just about safe. And I think if they stay up, uh, I mean, the Sheikh might be coming in soon. I think he is. Coming they in. could be a hell of a team. Yeah. Um, soon.
1: So here's my thing. I mean, I think that game was so unfortunate for Sheffield because obviously you come up with a second half plan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 0 0. Yep. Five minutes in, the worst thing that could happen, the player gets sent off and your whole thing goes to shit. Yeah. Right. So you have to make on the fly changes. And next thing you know, St. Maximine is taking your boy, the mutant
0: team. Yeah. And, and show next thing, that headband. Yeah.
1: He's electric, by the way. And he next is. thing you know, so I mean, good. but his goal, credit to the defender for Sheffield for just, if you have a chance, watch it. Just completely whiffs at the yeah, ball. That was pretty bad. And it's a sitter. Yeah. It so was. um that didn't help, and then Richie with a screamer, and then obviously Joe Clinton celebrating having sex with his goal. I love it. Joe Clinton is not bad. You there know, I this we called this and not that we call it it's still early, but we said Sheffield United, you know, would kind of start falling. It's a second wave of games you know, every team's now rested. European plays out of the picture.
0: Well, and they're not surprising anyone. They're they kind of,
1: know Sheffield's good. They're kind of getting exposed. Um, yikes. Uh, as Liverpool highlights are on. Um, but, yeah, I think that's uh, – I don't know. So so we're transitioning to Sheffield. It's, me... it's rough. Yeah, it's rough because they got sent off. They had a player get sent off. So, obviously, they were combined by that whole half. Mm-hmm. So it was unfortunate events by them, but this is not a game if you're really trying to get into the top four. That you should lose. You can't, can't lose no. this
0: game. Yeah, red card or not, that is a very disappointing result for them. And it comes off the heels of a disappointing 0-0 draw with Aston Villa the first game back. Uh, the real talking point of that game, though, was uh, that goal, the one that was hit in, and the goalie goes into the net. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that mess-up? Um... That's shocking. I don't know. What do you think? It was a bit wild to me. You know, the technology actually had to apologize to the Premier League for messing that one up. You, and it says in 9,000 games previous, because it's been used across different leagues, that that error had not occurred before. But clearly, there was, you know, it said it was blocked by the goal post, the goalie and players. But clearly we saw on many camera angles, you could even see it with the bare eye. That ball went in. Yeah. And that, that is a huge Two points extra that Sheffield, if they are out by one point, they're going to be real mad
1: about that. Um, Something I don't get is I understand the technology and pick it up, but if you're watching the game on NBC Sports, they had a clear camera angle. They did at least that the ball was in. So, my question is, or Michael Oliver, your boy. My question is, like, why can't they just go to TV? If the TV has a view of it, just go to the TV and just be like, all right, like, isn't that what um, football and basketball does? They legit yeah, watch, like, the CBS mm-hmm. um, broadcast. Like, oh, okay, that's what happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. in my opinion, Premier League should be able to do that because that, those are some huge ass points for a club that, you know, this, this opportunity doesn't happen a lot. So, right. that's really unfortunate for them.
0: And on the other end, if Villa stays up, that's one point that those other teams that get, that if they go down, what the yeah, hell was so that? Yes, it's a big game changer for sure. It was. And Steve actually wrote, it's good to be back, boys, just like we never left after we, uh, our intern had tweeted, Corona broke goal line technology with the clear image of the ball over the line. Yeah. That's when you know it's back. Uh, so, yes, a 0-0 result there. Uh, Sheffield picking up just one point in their two matches. It's not good enough. Um, I think that said we could wrap around with another Villa game. So it's cool how we're working this. We're trying to wrap. We wrapped around the Sheffield results. Now let's talk again about Villa. who drew that game nil-nil. They lost the other day, or it was yesterday, right? 2-1 against Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your boy House with the goal. That's your boy. Do you even know who this lad is? No. Courtney House. Um, That's his first Premier League goal, and he's only ever scored seven goals in his career. Are you ready for this one? He's now scored in each of the top four divisions of English football. Oh, man, he's one of those guys. <laughs> he's one of those guys. So he scores in the 43rd on a mad scramble. Uh, in the second half, Pulisic comes in in like the 55th, right? Scores five minutes later. Olivier Giroud puts the exclamation point on two minutes after that. Chelsea wins 2-1. Uh, first of all, let's talk a little bit about what? Do you want to talk Chelsea first or you want to finish about Villa? Let's finish Villa's stuff up, right? Grealish, your boy, was fouled nine times to bring his total of to 137 fouls this year, which is the most by far in the Premier League era, even more than Aiden Hazard. Uh, what are your thoughts on Villa? And we've talked about already. Jack Grealish, is he as good as gone? Um, I, Unfortunately, I think he is,
1: whether they stay up or down. Mm-hmm. I think, um, well, I mean, especially if they go down. You know, the the time we live in now is if you're, at least for now, Aston Villa cannot compete with the top teams financially and whatnot. So if you're Grealish, look, you got to think. I'm putting – because we're the same age, me and Jack Grush. If I'm him, I've played so many seasons with Aston Villa, right? I have lived that dream, mm-hmm. you know, in multiple leagues. Yeah. Um, Not the best memories, but I've done it. Right. If a big team comes, you know, knocking at my door, I'm talking Champions League team,
0: Okay, let me Foreign or you. domestic, I take that. What if, it's, what if it's not a Champions League team, but it's like Arsenal or Tottenham that aren't going to make Champions League this year, but would be, quote unquote, a step up? Would Villa have to get relegated for that to happen?
1: <sighs> but what I'm saying is, I think domestic or foreign. Right. So, no, I, honestly, if I'm Jack Grealish, I'm going to get an offer from a Champions League side and I take from a Champions League side. Okay. And I'm going to take it with the side that's in it mo- most consistently. That makes sense, because I think he's good enough, and I think he trusts his own ability. Whether he starts on that team or not, he's gonna get he's gonna get a shot, and he's gonna stay there. I think. So, I think the only thing he still does need, you know, uh, fine tuning in is his off field uh, <laughs> behavior, because okay. he's not gonna be a captain wherever he goes. So he's not gonna have the spotlight on him, right? Mm-hmm. He's a celebrity in Villa, and he's not gonna be that big wherever he goes. So maybe he's gonna get a little bit more reckless, mm-hmm. but. His ability is there, and for him, I think you go to a side that's guaranteed Champions League, not just now, but like in the upcoming years. And like I said,
0: domestic or foreign, because he could play in any, any league he wants. So your choice is, let's say, are Manchester United and Arsenal? And you'd say United because they're a Champions League team, but they just signed Bruno Fernandes. So you're fighting with Bruno Fernandes for the 10, whereas if you go to Arsenal, that spot is wide open right well, now. Well, you can have because Mesut Ozil's out of the I think I think you could you could make a, a midfield of
1: Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, and Grealish work. Okay, because Pogba and and Bruno Fernandes are guys that could play kind of center mid and defensive mid. So you think Bruno can
0: play as an eight, and Jack Grealish should be the ten?
1: Yeah, and you could you could put Pogba at a six, or even put Bruno well, Pogba Fernandes. would definitely be at a six. I think yeah, he could do it. One or the other. I mean, cause, I mean, I I almost want to say put Bruno Fernandes at a six.
0: Really? about
1: an eight. Well, I then think, you
0: take away the creativity. This man we just talked about earlier, most goal involvements. Then
1: what's he going to do at a six? Okay, well, do whatever you want. But I think greylish at the 10 is, is, is key. Okay. I think if you have someone that could pass the ball to Rashford and, and Martial in those open spaces and create for himself as well. I just I'm not that, saying Bruno can't do that, but I'm saying like do that. Cool, well, but that's a Champions League team, bro. That's what I'm saying. They like, spent money on Bruno, mate. That's be fine. 10. I think Greilish can make his way into that team. There's yeah. no way a team is buying Graylish and not giving him a chance of starting. Okay. There's no way.
0: Well, we'll have to see. I guess what happens. It's what no kick at out. Arsenal, but like no, that's I understand. I'm just saying that for him, I think there's a clear entry to you know having a go. Um, but yeah, at Arsenal, guess had, yeah, but yeah, who are you playing with?
1: Well, that that's, that's a big problem. Then it's like, why don't you just stay at Villa if you're playing with those types of
0: players? Because what if Villa gets relegated?
1: Well, then move to another. Like there's no reason for him to go. And to there's Arsenal. no
0: doubt that if you play on a team like Arsenal, your chances and it was, we talked about in the interview earlier today, your chances of playing your, for your national team. I mean, he's gonna play anyway. Exponentially Same thing with United Same
1: thing with United.
0: Well, what if he doesn't get to play? He's got to surround himself with really remember good with, players. Remember Wilfried Zaha? It has to be the right situation. Wilf Zaha, different player. I get it. Went to United, didn't work out. Went back to Palace. Very young. He's back. Yeah, oh, of course. I Look, agree. Look,
1: like, you're 25-26. Your window for your prime is the next three years. Yeah, You no. can't waste one of those years not playing Champions League soccer. Well, well I guess we'll have especially to see. Especially in a year, especially in the next two years where you're going to be in consideration for a World Cup roster spot. Uh,
0: I, I see what you're saying, but he has to get into the team. I, I agree. It just, it's he more will. difficult. You okay. know, you, you.
1: I think you you know yourself I, that he can get into team. I any do, teammates. but well,
0: I just don't know where these guys all play. I don't think they could fit all those guys in the same day. So difference. you don't
1: think Bruno Fernandez, Pogba, and Grealish could coexist?
0: It's going to be difficult, yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, it could, they could, but then it takes balance away. And then you what Fred McTominay or whoever they have back there, who's going to clean that's up death. the mess? Uh, well, well, that's what I'm saying, though. Those guys, you put them in, you lose the
1: balance of a defensive mid then. I'm just saying. But then again, if another team comes up from abroad okay. and I mean, knocks we'll at your door... Take that. We'll have to see,
0: I guess, what happens with Jack. It'll be interesting. I interesting do know that summer. he
1: grew uh, up idolizing, uh, I think, David Beckham. So mm-hmm. that could play into it.
0: All right, yeah. So we'll see what happens with Villa. It's a very uh, touch-or-go subject to see if they're going to stay up. Chelsea, we we haven't talked about them yet. Uh, good win for them. They're a bit sluggish coming out. I want to talk about Tammy Abraham. It, it, was he not starting because they want to rotate? I mean, Olivier Giroud was started up front. Um, and I know Timo Werner's coming in. So if you're Tammy Abraham, you're seeing your chances dwindle. You're not even getting time to prove yourself right now. What are you doing? Um, I think it is for the sake of uh, rotating.
1: Uh, but, I mean, Giroud scored. So the good thing is for at Tammy Abraham, you know Giroud's not going to be there next year. Oh, wait, he is. He just signed a deal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what – remember I said this before. I mean, I think it's – I think you got to go. And it also could have been, like you said with rotating, because they're playing a team like Villa who maybe pack, will pack the box. I got like Giroud to get his head on. It would be better. Whereas their next game I think is against City. So I'm, I'm guessing you'll see Tammy Abraham, a guy who can run a little more at the defense and, and score on a counter. But we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. It will be very interesting. Here's, here's a thought to see with Chelsea. So do you think Harry Kane stays at
1: Tottenham for next year? Uh, well, we're not talking about Tottenham yet, mate. Well, or we already did. So, do you think he'll, it, it, like... I don't know. If he doesn't, I think Tammy Abraham could very well go there.
0: Okay. Wow. That'll be a really interesting carousel. I think he does. I think it's very difficult this summer because of COVID for people to buy yeah. players at his price. So, I don't see Kane leaving. Maybe they'll tell him, hey, uh, if he wants to leave, I think they'll tell him just stick it out one more year and we'll sell you you know next season. Which I
1: think might happen. Right. But he's really got to do bits. But... yeah. I don't know. Some people are talking about him and Warner coexisting. Maybe Warner plays on the wing? I don't hmm. know. Interesting. Yeah.
0: I and mean, you have to see what happens. But maybe Brian knows more than. He's in a critical point of his career. Yeah, Brian, let us know what you think. Everyone else, let us know what yeah. you think. I think uh, he's Tim Abraham. What do you do? Tammy Abraham's 23. Mm-hmm.
1: So and he showed
0: still, you know, Flashes.
1: Yeah. And I'm looking at the teams, right? Other top teams. He can't start for Liverpool. Right. Can't start for City. You got Aguero and Jesus, right? So there's no point that they splurge on that. Um, I don't think he'd join Leicester, right? Uh Manchester United. I don't know. Martial, Rashford. Can you play Rashford on the wing? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can hypothetically. And then maybe then that means Martial. But like maybe he plays there, but that's that's maybe the only team? He'd be very expensive, because it'd be too a for an English player. So that'll be <laughs>
0: That'll be it.
1: Like I'm saying, that's the only team domestically I could see him yeah. going for, maybe getting a
0: shot. you know. We'll have to, I guess we'll have to see. I think he might stick it out one season to see what he can do but with, if, with but Werner. But a
1: thing that might work, though, is you look at the project around you and all the youth. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chelsea's probably the main club to go to right now in England.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll have to see what happens there. Uh, Brian, let us know. Uh, Chelsea... I think they're looking much better in the table, too. I I think they're in a good spot. We'll have to see what they do. Definitely got some breathing room. Um, Shout
1: out Christian Pulisic. With with
0: their game. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, Christian Pulisic, good work there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Olivier Giroud. I'm actually pretty happy for their goal score. So we'll see. uh, You think Christian will start next match, then? Um, Maybe. I don't know. It depends.
1: It's weird, because now it's like players might start not because they deserve it, but just for the sake of rotating and uh, fitness. So you never know at this point. Yeah. He played some good minutes still, but, I mean, they have a lot of players they could play. I don't know. And it seems like every time I watch Chelsea, they have a new formation or
0: something yeah. like that. Uh, so, I don't know. It'd be a chance for him to shine against a team like like Man City. So, we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's crazy that we're getting this late to it, but the Merseyside Derby. Uh, Everton-Liverpool. Really. It's boring as fuck. It was 0-0. It's only the third time this season Liverpool have not won a match outright. Um, and you, you made the point. Richarlison was pretty good. Yeah. I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin came out and I read an article from
1: BBC about how, like, you know how we've talked him up the past, mm-hmm. earlier this season, because yeah. he's been having a great season. He accredited a lot of it to Richarlison. The way he plays kind of allows uh, Dominic, uh, what do we call these I don't want to say. DCL? Yeah. Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, it allows him some freedom. Kind of like, you know, Mane, Sade, sonnet Sane... Mane, Firmino, and Salah, how yeah. they kind of give each other freedom. Mm-hmm. Richarlison does that with Calvert-Lewin and I think vice versa. Yeah. So they work off each other. Yeah. Um, and I think Richarlison is a very dynamic player. He could really play anywhere up front and you could even probably play like a false nine role because mm-hmm. he's good at hold up play and stuff. Man, I, I know this is bold, but Richarlison is one of the best players in the Premier League. Whoa.
0: What do you guys think about that? Does everyone do people agree? Richarlison is uh, come come from Watford recently, and uh, now, but I mean, he really played well. He he did a good job of picking out. There was a run that Calvert Lewin made um, that you know it was difficult to defend because, like you said, yeah, Calvert Lewin can just pick out his runs based on Richarlison going around people, doing things, making yeah, wreaking havoc. Uh, Yeah, I thought I thought Everton played pretty well. A lot of Liverpool fans were disappointed in the result, but then again, it's like, I mean... It's tough,
1: because... It's, it's a cakewalk to the finish, though. Yeah, well, it's not, you know, it's a tough game. I think any side managed by Carlo Ancelotti is going to have a plan. hmm And, I mean, Everton has really good players, too, obviously, because they, the past couple of years, they got that influx of money. Shout-out to the Persian guy that owns their team now. yeah, And, and they're building a new... Moshiri, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. Everton's a side that's got, like, really progressing with the league, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they're taking the the right step. So this isn't a bad draw, especially considering the fact that you can make a case for Everton that they probably should have won this game because they had a lot more key chances. So right. I'll take this draw. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect us too much in the table. So it is what it is. Yeah. As long I mean, as you don't lose for like, you know, for pride purposes.
0: I mean, right? yeah, you guys, I mean, it's five points. Magic numbers, five points, one way or the other, whether it's Lou dropping five or you getting five. And I mean, it's it's there to win. I, there really isn't much to get upset about. I don't yeah. think, to be honest. You, I mean, you still want to see good play, but as long as they get it over the line, I think it's good. Stunned. Yeah, and it's good. But you said you also want to see some records
1: broken. Yeah, so. I mean, Salah didn't start. I mean, it was a good, also a good time to see what you know, a good test, I'd say, for like people coming off injuries that haven't played as much, like Kieta and the new guys like Minnie Mouse. Mm-hmm. So it was their time to kind of prove. Granted, they didn't really do that very well, but
0: I mean. These are games you might as well, right? Throwaway games almost, you could
1: say. So why not?
0: Yeah, we'll see what you have for next year. Like you you mentioned, I don't remember if it was on the show or off. Like what do you do if, you know, how do you replace someone like Jordan Henderson? How do you replace someone like, you know, this guy or that guy? And, well, the only way you could find out is if you have that internal solution is if they play. Yeah, so I think
1: Klopp's really seeing what he's working with and – what he can do to make this team even better in the future. So in case, you know, what if Wijnaldum leaves? You know, like, yeah. can Ke- can Kieta play that role? If not, do we have to buy someone? Can Minnie Mouse really, like, who does he work with the best? Does he need a false line to, you know, do good? Right. You know, it's just stuff that, which is why, this is another point, I oh, mean, we didn't get Warner because him and Minnie Mouse were teammates.
0: Yeah. Oh, was it, was it, was it like what White Sox did? Remember how the Sox brought in a couple players to bring in, um, who is that lad that uh, Machado?
1: Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> he didn't... brought his
0: friends in and then literally they brought in his family yeah they signed his and, family and it didn't work
1: yeah so. so but like I don't think that was why they did it, but I know you, you know they work well together because they made it work at Red Bull, so yeah. I mean it sucks that it didn't work out and I know like I hate saying it, but it's it's out there. Werner wanted to go to Liverpool. It just didn't work out. I think he's in the next best place he could have landed.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Chelsea's got a lot of good signings. So, yeah, if they make Champions League. Might fight <laughs> might Liverpool in the ass. Next the year Warner. might be a, a year that we have a three-team race. Who knows? Can't um, say I've watched
1: much of Red Bull, though.
0: So, I don't know Team Warner's full capabilities. Fair enough. Uh, let's just run down the last three matches. They're kind of, we don't have too much to really say about those. Norwich, yeah. nil. Southampton, three. Ings, Armstrong, and Redmond, the goal scorers, all in the second half. Timo Pukki did nothing. Watford won. Leicester won. Both goals came after the 90 had hit. Chilwell in the 90th minute. Dawson in the 90 plus what three. What a goal by Chilwell that was. Both defenders scoring screamers. And finally, Bournemouth 0, Crystal Palace 2. Palace going off with the goals from Milivojevic and Au both early in the first 25 minutes of the match. And they cruised to victory there. Uh, anything you have out of these matches to, to mention?
1: Not really, no. I, I think just those screamers really were worthwhile. Did, but. How about
0: Danny Ings? Making yeah. a case for the golden boot, mate. I love, I, I think anyone that,
1: like, has followed Danny Ings decently, even from his time in Burnley, I think you remember I was a big Danny yeah. Ings guy when he yeah. was at Burnley, and yeah. I was, when they signed him, I was blown, because they actually got him. Yeah. Um He's just like a, and he's just like a good guy. Like, you watch these YouTube videos, the players, he's just like a really <laughs> funny guy, his teammates love him, so... As long
0: as he's healthy and scoring, I'm happy. He's, uh, I, I'm, he's someone that I root for. He's the only player in the top five Golden Boot Race to have scored. He's now tied with. He has as many goals as Aguero and Salah. Can you believe that? Danny Ings has the same amount of goals. He's one behind Aubameyang, three behind Jamie Vardy. So that's pretty incredible stuff there. Yeah, crazy goals for as you the mentioned. team that he's on, too. That's surprising. Yeah, right, to be honest. Are they South in Hempton? relegation? No, no. They're, they're out of it. Now they're getting clean out of it because okay. they've had some good results and they, they might be up and coming a bit dangerous here. I mean, they're ten points clear. I think so that I think the last couple of results have gone well for them. Uh, Man, Watford saving that point off Leicester. um, Bit of a weird result for the Foxes. Are they in danger of getting caught by Chelsea for third? You think they're three points Uh, ahead? Does it really matter? They could be. You know, um, their
1: form does worry me, but I think they have the players to rally around. uh, The manager too, as much as Brendan Rodgers kind of became a meme. Yeah. I think I think you kind of have to... He's the type of guy that works with a side that Lester perfectly identifies with.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: not like a top, top team, but he can make a team a top four team that, you right. know, has right. the basis yeah. uh, you know, of everything covered. Like, Vardy's probably there, like, Suarez almost, right? Yeah. And, like, Madison could be their Coutinho. You know, it's just like these guys.
0: See what know. happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you never know, I guess.
1: But... We'll see with them.
0: And then Palace, uh, with that win that we discussed, great for this. They're in ninth place with 42 points. They're four points behind Manchester United for a Champions League spot. <laughs> they're now ahead of Arsenal and they're tied with Tottenham. So uh, so Palace, <laughs> Palace is there, mate. Yeah, you know, they are. They're most certainly there. It's so. cra- it's a crazy season. And isn't with that? a minus four goal differential. That's bananas. Yeah. That's wild. Uh yeah. So that's it really for the action this week. How did we do in the predictions game? Uh, This week, our highest score was Steve, uh, 17 points for the week. Brian the Caboose, second with 16. Nikhil had 15. It figures the hosts are the bottom two. You had 13, and I had 10, which brings the season totals after 30 weeks. To Irene, is still in first place with an average of 14.63 a week. In second place, Nikhil, 13.76. Steve is in third with 13.65. I'm in fourth at 13.26, and the caboose is still the caboose, but he's above 13. He's at 13.05, and he's working his way up. I should be on the lookout because Brian is coming for me. So uh, with that said, shall we get to our predictions? Yeah. All right. Let's go to this week's this predictions. Time I am prepared. The games are tomorrow – or sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's three days. Games are action-packed. Then we got more on the weekend. So, Lester Brighton. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. I got Leicester 2, Brighton 0, Vardy. Same thing. Uh, Tottenham 2, West Ham 1. And ready for this? A shout out to our guest. I got Mark Noble, the oh, goal wow. scorer. I got the same score, but I got, I'm going to go safe and say, Harry Kane. Okay, Kane. okay. I was just, I figured it'd be good, good bands and, and, you know, shout out yeah. to Phil. Uh, Norwich 1, Everton 3. I got Richarlison. I got Norwich 0, Everton 2, Richarlison. Yeah, I think we were both impressed by Everton's performance. Uh, Wolves, Bournemouth. I got Wolves 1, Bournemouth 0, Raoul. I have. Wolves two Bournemouth no role. All right. Newcastle and Villa. I think this one will be a gr- I think this one will be fun. Watch the game if you can. Newcastle two, Villa two, and I have your boy Algazi with the goal. Wow, I got one one in my boy Graylish. Okay. I got uh, Man United and Sheffield will also be a pretty good under the radar game. I got United two, Sheffield one at Old Trafford, and I have Tony Martial with the goal. I have United two Sheffield Nil and Rashford. All right. Uh Liverpool Palace, I got Liverpool two Palace Nil Firmino. Got Liverpool two Palace one salah. Southampton and Arsenal, and I, I, if I weren't an Arsenal fan, I'd pick a draw. But I'm going to go Southampton 1, Arsenal 2, and I think um, they're going to find light in the form of Eddie and Ketia. Oh, I have the same score, and
1: I'm hoping Aubameyang plays, so I got Aubameyang. Can I say if he doesn't play, can I say someone else?
0: Yeah, you could send me something the next morning. He started the last two matches. Okay, so well, he-
1: off, well, on, on record, if Aubameyang doesn't play, i like to put my hat in for Martinelli.
0: Oh, I hope he. Oh man, if he plays, I'm gonna pop a big bone because he didn't play last game. So yeah, he, and he can do the job. Uh, so yeah, what was the final score? One two. Also, same thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, Burnley Watford. I got Burnley two Watford nil. I got Dwight McNeil the goal scorer for Burnley. I got one one, and since he was on the TV while
1: we were making predictions, I had Jay Rodriguez.
0: Yeah, I had McNeil because I was like, I don't know who to pick, and all of a sudden I heard McNeil. I was like, <laughs> all right, here's my pick. Yeah, so you gotta take the signs from but, God. Man, after that score, God, I don't know. They stink. Uh, and finally, the game of the week. We got to watch this one together. Yeah, I think
1: this is going to be a good game.
0: I got. Ch- I think it's going to be high scoring too because I think like the defense. Yeah, is I do like- too. Take the over. Chelsea two, Man City three. De Bruyne. I have the
1: same score. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I have Sterling. All right. It's going it's to be a fun one. If Sterling one. plays. Let's go away some – I'm thinking Wednesday we go to the shoe. I'm being the serious. The over is
1: going to hit in Chelsea City. There's no way it doesn't hit. No way.
0: Set your alarm. We're going to the shoe on Wednesday. I'm telling you. we got to kind of, post the bet tickets. Funny
1: I say this. Hit the I over. Put, I, I bet the over in the last Chelsea City game and I believe it hit. So, Oh, you were betting so? Whoa, So you're a bookie? In their last game. I mean this was earlier in the season.
0: Oh, oh okay. Oh, when they played each other. I thought it's, you meant like – Last I mean, you got to think, week. this was the last thing they
1: played each other. It was quite some time ago because of the quarantine. Right, and,
0: right, right. Yeah, it was. And no, we'll no I'm go. not talking quarantine Taliso, but <laughs> quarantine Taliso. What a guy he is. Do we? Hey, By the way, if anyone has any fun quarantine names, let us know. <laughs> We're ready to hear them at uh, the footy corner two, uh, the number two, that is. All right, so I think with that said, with us giving our Twitter handle, we are ready for the comments and shout outs. We've already mentioned a few of them. Off the record, yes. So,
1: as a guy, like, do you like warm or cold weather? Warm. Okay, so in the summer, like a day like this, do you yeah. kind of like these kinds of days with a little bit of an overcast? Or do you prefer sun? Sun. I kind of like overcast
0: a Love little Well, then, mate, you deserve to, you should go to England and whatnot. I mean, shit. All right, should we go to the shoutouts? What do you guys think, sunnier or cloudy day? What kind of questions are we? I don't asking? know,
1: man. Like this is kind of like relaxing. I kind of like this rather than the fucking sun beaming
0: and. Well, if anyone's still tuned in at this point, <laughs> which I think it's been a good show, just long. Yeah, let us know what you think. Well, they got to stand around for the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we got Mount Rushmore coming up, but we'll do it at the end of comments and shout-outs right now. So yeah. let's start with uh, Steve uh, posting that. Uh, look at look at your boy, Action uh, Z nine five one. That's me. Uh, Going all green and shit, uh, that Hector Bellerin, for every Arsenal win for the remainder of the season, will plant 3,000 trees to help combat carbon emissions. Well, we're on pace to have zero, because Arsenal isn't winning shit right now, so... You
1: know, Hector Bellerin is is someone that's making me consider making some changes in my life. In terms of what? Being a little bit more green and... Yeah, you need. we recycle. Other mate. things you recycle. that I don't want to say on air because I might regret saying it. What, like being a vegetarian? Or vegan. Oh,
0: well, why would you regret saying that? I don't know, man, because I fucking love meat, so this is why. Yeah, that, then don't do that. Speaking of uh, versions of vegetarian, pescatarians plus, eat fish. Plus, it's tough. Oh, is that what he is? No, no, I'm saying pescatarians eat fish because oh. I was going to mention Steve, but I think he might be a pescatarian. Oh, Steve, for real. No, no, Hector Bellerin. Oh, he said, said Steve. Steve mentioned that my fishmonger is a big fan of the pod, the guy oh, that gave me all the fish. Champ yeah. of the Week. I agree. Champ of the Week, he probably is a fan of the pod. That might mm-hmm. be why he gave it all. But see, I haven't met
1: my significant other yet. <laughs> that was hilarious. So that might be a problem with like, you know, she's not, she's not that. I'm just like, oh man, I'm vegan. She'd be like, what?
0: I can't live with a vegan. Yeah, it is what it is though. I mean, hey, they got to accept you for what you are. That was a little funny sentence. We kept what? mixing up who we were talking about, man. Oh. Uh, all right. Who you got qualifying for Champions League? We talked about it a little bit last uh, last episode. Brian uh, said he agreed with you, Arjen, that the top five will say exactly the same. Chelsea started the season hot, and they're going to restart the season hot. United will hold on by the skin of their teeth. So we'll see what he says there. And Nikhil said hot take Wolves-Pip United for the fifth spot. Ole has no clue what he's doing, and he's added the gif of ole not being able to get out of this tight <laughs> spot it was really funny I'll lay at the wheel we've uh, retweeted that so really good stuff from the uh, the lads on Champions League well, qualifiers. that's a good, that's a good uh, comment considering what we what we said about wolves today so yeah and in terms of uh, which team will get relegated this season note that there was a picture of Sunderland Jermaine Defoe being upset since they've been relegated twice Brian says Watfordville and Norwich to get relegated uh Bonermouth that's what he calls Bournemouth Bonermouth because mm-hmm. he accidentally mistyped it once stays up but i all i really care about is drama on the last day do you agree that you'd like some sort of drama on the yeah, last day i think there will be too so so he had I Watford, say. villa and norwich uh i had norwich brighton well they won so i don't know neither villa or bournemouth Nikhil says norwich villa and bournemouth norwich is already gone villa because they're a one-man army that keeps shooting itself in the foot not wrong and bournemouth because of their fixture list yeah so everyone has a villa there yeah, what, I mean, what do you think about that? You're boy Nikhil? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Do you have anything to say to them? No, it's tough. It's a tough decision to make. All right, we we talked a little bit about how an MLS team would do. Do you remember in the Premier League? Brian yeah. says, I don't watch MLS, but my uneducated take is that the best MLS team wouldn't fish higher, finish higher than 15th in the EPL and would probably get relegated nine times out of ten. Stoke wouldn't run MLS, but Sunderland would. That was a joke, obviously. Yeah. uh I think I had I a thought, I'd agree with that. So you think
1: nine but times my guess out of ten is, guess, relegated
0: nine times out of ten? My
1: guess is just as uneducated as
0: as as uh, as Brian's. Okay. Well, Steve said so. An MLS team could thrive in EPL if they don't hold the rules of MLS. Sure. Give me an MLS team that can buy that can now buy a few other top players. They'll stay up then. So, which is a good shot because MLS does have a that cap. Cha-
1: that changes the whole. Right,
0: I think that changes out because MLS has a cap. Yeah. You know? So you can only sign X amount of players uh, to whatever money. Um, I don't know. I feel like then nine that would classify them not as like an MLS team. So, You can't do that. But nine times out of ten, getting relegated.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Think about it. If Villa was in the was in the MLS, how do you think they'd fare up? They'd do good in the playoffs. Yeah. I think they'd get to that at least the semis. That's,
0: I mean, it's always a good shout. So anyone Jack who has more takes would
1: would make every fucking midfielder and defender hold his dick while he dribbles around them.
0: Let's yeah. be honest here. Yeah, come on. No, no. I, I know. mean, no. They'll be good. It's just it, it's really an interesting argument that unfortunately we'll never know the answer to. It's like it's like when you historically talk about Bulls, you know, ninety six well, team you against Warriors twenty eighteen. Who,
1: who, who won the um this you recent know. North American Cup? I mean, I don't know. What do you mean North American Cup? Like, you know, the, in the Club World Cup, they have the best teams from each yeah, continent play oh, each other. Oh, you mean
0: Champions League? Yeah. Conkic, uh, it was a Mexican team.
1: It wasn't at Atlanta? No. No MLS team has won it. Oh, well, see, that's where you can really find out
0: when teams go up in the Club World Cup. Yeah, but in the Club World Cup, it's like one team's out of season, the other team's in season. Some teams, like, you guys don't play your full team because you have Premier League matches. And the
1: final, they played their real team.
0: Yeah. And for me, to scored
1: against the team that he grew up not liking and, you know,
0: there you that go. was a fucking story a half. head. Huh. So anyway, uh, we had a fun conversation last week about steroids. All right? Remember we discussed this? Yeah. Steve has a take and I will read the entire thing. Here's my take on steroids, especially relating to cycling and baseball. Baseball and cycling are both sports where being better can be measured by simple outcomes, wattage output in cycling and any number of metrics in baseball. Due to that, it is easy to measure improvements on previous outcomes. You know, Records. This allows the players to easily track what is helping them to improve versus a sport like soccer or basketball. Now, steroids or any PED are typically hit, taken to get one of two outcomes. One, improved strength, or two, improved recovery. One, improved strength in cycling allows you to hold higher wattage for longer, which makes you better than you were before. Improved strength in baseball allows you to hit the ball further with less effort, making it statistically easier to hit a home run. Two, both sports seasons are very long, which is true. Recovery can mean the difference between having to take a day off or longer, whether that be physically sitting out or not putting in a full effort. It can mean the difference between Griffey's and Bonds' careers. So ultimately, we can make the argument as to whether or not certain steroids or PEDs should be against the rules, but ultimately they are against the rules, in my opinion. So, in the end, he says it's cheating. What are your thoughts on Steve's statement? Uh, I mean, it is cheating. Yeah. Classified as cheating, but yeah. I don't know. I'd still cheat. Well, but I mean, I agree because then you're, you're you know, previous records are, are going up against these records and, and, you know, it is what it is. Um, I mean, do you think that they should look at the list? I mean, there's a committee on, in every sport, I believe, that, that makes lists on what is banned and what is not banned, right? There are banned substances and there are other substances that are not banned. So why not stick to those? I don't know I don't know <laughs> are you spe- very rarely are you speechless mate
1: well I just feel like this is an argument where you're like you're on one side or the other you know you can't I mean if like there's some people that just like morally always do the right thing mm-hmm. and are like okay these are the rules and this should be the rules and then there are people I guess on the other side which are like all right well if other people are cheating I'm like I'm gonna do it too like you mm-hmm. know what I mean like there are rules, but rules yeah. are meant to be broken sometimes.
0: All right. Fair play. I, I think to...
1: I think we're both on opposite sides of that. I think you're oh. by the books and then sometimes – like in sports, I'm saying like – I mean I'm one to take a soccer pill before a soccer game. That's just facts. I'll take a fat no, burner. But
0: you're not a professional athlete, I, so I, I take, don't really care. I, I take a fat that.
1: burner and I'm like one of the last people on earth that needs to take a fat burner. That's very true. <laughs> just give me those so, fat burners. <laughs> so, I mean like – I'll do whatever it does, uh, whatever I can to get away with and kind of get the edge on the other guy. Well, there you go. Because I, I just uh, want to win at the end of the day. It's fair cool.
0: enough. I guess people have different takes. It yeah. really is what it is. So I respect Steve, both sides. Yeah. I thought I it was see- really well put by Steve. So good.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: he also said that there's a fun series in The Athletic. So those that are subscribed to The Athletic, uh, they're talking about what EPL teams other sports fans should root for. Uh, meaning that Red Wings and Hawks fans both got Arsenal. He said bullshit. I mean, hey. It is what it is, uh, and uh, Bulls are man, you for sure. So I guess every like they say what you know the Premier League is back. Which football club should or soccer team should an NBA fan of this team root for? An NHL fan of this team root for? That you know there are similarities between very neat oh. series. We don't have subscription to the Athletic, but if you do, please check it out. It's on our uh, it's on our feed. Yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Is that a pretty? It's a pretty cool exercise. Yeah, some yeah. reason to to uh, subscribe, I believe. So cool cool stuff from Steve. Let us know some of the interesting ones you found. Like I said, I don't have – unfortunately, I don't have access to it. Um, How many own goals – the men in Blazers tweeted, how many own goals are you planning on conceding today, Uh, Dave? And was David Lewis pointing two fingers up, Uh, oh my God, we're more prophetic than the Mayans. So Steve retweeted that and uh, said, welcome back to the Mace song. The video is unavailable. (laughs) I was going to play it. Unlucky us. Uh, but yeah, um uh, EPO is back. Now, Brian had a couple of takes for you. Okay. One, he said, Arian, I prefer crunchy thin crust pizza. Pizza has a really good crunchy thin crust pizza. And then you said, I really like their stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> and Brian hit, hit his face. Can you explain yourself?
1: Um, I've never had pizza at thin crust. I think every time I've gotten pizza, it's because of the stuffed crust. Uh-huh. Right? Um... I'd be open to trying it, but man, it's just really tough to to choose another pizza when stuffed crust is there. Okay. Would I you agree. agree with that? No, I'm a
0: big stuffed crust guy, so I, I I like a lot of pizzas out of thin crust, so for me it's not much of a cut Oh, I stuff. like thin
1: crust. I, I, I agree know. with Brian on the crunchy, you know, yeah, big crunch guy. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Uh, well, it adds. It just adds to everything. No, it's, I think in some cases it's good. It's a but beautiful in combination. In some cases it's good, but in the cases where... I don't know. Depends where you get it from, as always. Uh, Brian then agrees. Underrated pizza is the eight-corner pizza. Shout out Detroit. Detroit style. I'll give him that. That's a good pizza. Then Brian said, Ariane, no one should be assassinated. Also Ariane, wink, wink. Brian a. said he agrees with I think you, we're on the same No page. one should be assassinated.
1: wink. I, I think I think we're on the same page here.
0: You agree with you? Yeah, so well, look, there's... we
1: we just both agree no one should be assassinated. So we now know we're, we're just are. both wondering where the culture went though. The culture of assassinations. Oh, okay. of 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 leaders, but you know maybe alter that into people that maybe deserve to be assassinated.
0: Not saying anyone deserves to be assassinated. <laughs> we we get it. We yeah. get it. The yeah. culture. The culture. Uh, Steve said uh he quoted you as saying i've been doing this whole episode with this stuff he knows he said that this is your food poisoning game DMG. it was
1: it, well, was it really it? was, was it, would you consider and it honestly, one of your top podcasts i was very <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that Were but you think, on your game i don't think i was but i think um i was a little offended when you just kind of brushed it off so
0: me yeah what do you mean you gotta respect the pod biz and you didn't do that i didn't respect it would you expect me to be like scotty pippen no, He'd carry you like, off the court, mate.
1: You should have been like, "Damn, like you're really going through it right now," but instead you just dismissed it.
0: How did I dismiss it, lad? I don't know if you roll back the tape. <laughs> do you have a, Do you want to roll back the tape or <laughs> no? No, no. no. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, oh, also with the Phil Foden thing, uh, you know, I mentioned that he should focus on not becoming the next Adnan Januzaj. So it's like, what's happened to him? You said you found that he's played for Sociedad. Yep. Uh, no, so- no,
1: that was uh, Schwager did, not me. Oh, okay.
0: No, you I, you wrote that he's a squad player. Yeah. I think
1: Schrager put his comment there somewhere, too. I knew that because of my... I play Pez, not FIFA.
0: Yeah. I think um, he put a picture of of Yuzai being associated. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. So oh. that's that, yeah. Uh, all right. So let's go to the Eddie Howe leaving poll. Uh, 57% said that Eddie Howe will never leave Bournemouth. <laughs> said he will so a lot of people think he'll Manuel Pellegrini at at Bournemouth Uh, Nikhil said though that he will leave and he'll go to Tottenham when Mourinho gets sacked what are your thoughts on Eddie Howe potentially going to Tottenham that'd be interesting you think it's possible yeah now it's It's funny uh... when we were talking to Phil Eddie Howe came to my mind what if West Ham went for Eddie Howe is that a good move yeah I think so yeah I think he fit them pretty well actually Fair enough. Um, all right, so uh, with the news that Gio Reyna had his first Bundesliga assist this past weekend yeah, uh, to, to your boy Erling Holland. At the age of 17. age of 17, Steve said, With all the U.S. men's national team players getting significant time abroad on top flight teams such as Reyna, Dest, Brooks, Pulisic, Sargent, Stefan, why don't I feel more confident about the future of the men's national team? Uh, someone else said Green gets an honorable mention. Uh... I don't know. He's another lad, in the
1: second Bundesliga. Right.
0: Though. I don't know about that. Right. Uh, another lad named Vince uh, said, because good American players also seem to be made out of glass and streaky, Shaleya Fish said, they're all like 20. You should be, I think, what, confident of the future? Uh-huh. And someone else said, because Berhalter will still choose his MLS favorites over legit Euro talents. We talked about that. And then in the film, yeah. some lad named Jason J five 55 with... That's that successful. got a lot of interaction. It, okay. did. it did. Uh, so thanks to Steve because he started that. And yeah. we didn't even really talk about it much. What are your thoughts? Why are you not as confident as maybe you could be with the U.S. I am national? very
1: confident actually. Really? I
0: you think, think they'll do well? I think if they get called
1: up, they will. Yeah, I mean, I think the players that – like like Phil said, if they're all healthy, I think, I think they'll surprise a lot of people. Um, I'm confident in the guys that we got. I mean, I think they've – both. <laughs> I almost knocked the whole table down. I think they're both. I think Ooh. that was me, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Um. I like. I think they're both. They're all playing well in their leagues. I mean, Giorena at seventeen. Like, sure, it's one thing to have an assist, but if you look at how he made that assist, it was really a, a skilled yeah, pass. It was. It was a. It was a hot ball coming in, and he managed to pass the ball at a certain like speed where it was perfect for mm-hmm. Holland, and it was at a tough angle.
0: Yeah. No, so he's
1: at. And that's at seventeen. That's that's a lot of good raw talent. Pulisic, we saw what he can do. It is. So yeah. Gino Dest apparently is bananas. I am huge on Weston McKinney. Like, uh-huh. I think um, I think we have a bright future. And I, I'm pretty sure Klinsman's son isn't bad either. Yeah, the goalie, goalie so. Jonathan Klinsman. Yeah. And we've got a couple. I, I think USA is going to be one of those countries that's always good at goalie. <sighs>
0: yeah, I'm, for me, it's so, so we difficult. don't have goals there. I, I, the manager's not there. You could have all these good players. But who, like you said, McKinney's going to be the leader. But I feel like there needs to be one or two senior players mm-hmm. that have to be there for a good transition. I don't know if they were good enough, um, but yeah, I mean, it looks promising. That said, we have to see them collectively do it together. You get a bunch of random good players on a team; it's just a matter of they have to bring it together. You remember Belgium, who had all those amazing players in the 2014 World Cup, and they couldn't get past the quarterfinals. Yeah, I um, mean, obviously. The U.S. doesn't have that right now. It's not that good. Um, but they should be qualifying. Credit, credit the, to
1: that team, though. They made it to the semis and lost to the champions, though.
0: Uh, oh, is that what it was? They in it 18. To, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did. That's true. And, I think they got know, third they ended And maybe the they'll figure it out. But, gosh, it's tough to get excited when you've seen so much disappointment, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. I think we need Next a few year. good results. And who knows when international soccer will start. We talked a little bit about it at the end of the... Uh, interview with Phil it's actually funny brought that up because there was talk about it here so we'll see Uh, what are all your guys thoughts on US soccer let us know Steve definitely let us know his Uh, Jeff Paris uh, tagged Steve and said Q the Trumps rally is about as empty as the Etihad jokes okay Uh, then Steve said it's as empty as Tottenham's trophy closet so I love that I'm a big fan of that comment that wins my top comment of the week Um, what were your thoughts on Jeff's comment
1: um I think it's funny because he knows that his. He, okay, so here's the thing. He always brags about his team having the highest attendance, right? Yeah. Bro, your stadium seats more. Yeah. That doesn't say anything. You got to look at percentage of your stadium filled up. Okay. It's like NHL. It's like, right. you go to NHL. For sure, the told. Blackhawks have the highest amount, but their stadium's also like the biggest, if not the second biggest. Mm hmm. You got to look at percentage now. They sell out one hundred percent. Yeah, they also yeah. sell. see that—that's something you got to take it. But like, you know, like teams like Montreal on that team. Like I know this is hockey talk, but they don't have the biggest stadium, so obviously their attendance is going to be lower. But you got to look at percentage. They sell out every game.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what you got to look at. Yeah, huh? that's true. So we'll see. Yeah, Jeff, what's your response to that? Easier to have more fans at the game when your stadium can seat more. All right. So we'll see what Jeff's thoughts are on this. Uh, the percentage was not mm-hmm. very high for. Trump's rally, um, yeah. So and then to end it ended off, there were a few shots at, at me, rightfully so. My team stinks. Uh, Nikhil, sorry, action. This applies to you too. Uh, Mikel Arteta beat COVID nineteen, but it's Arsenal defense that'll kill him. I think they'll kill me. I think they might have given me an aneurysm that we didn't know about on Saturday. You're uh, taking it all well, though. I was with you, I think, right for um, and not for the Brighton one where you you were there with me for the no. city game. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like another day in the park for you. I was well. I, was I think you're becoming numb. Happened. I think you're becoming numb. That's true. Although I will say, when Mopay scored, <laughs> Taylan was like not in the room. She's like, I'm gonna get away from this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I was. I have been pretty calm now because yeah, when you get used to it, you. I mean, you can relate. Remember those years? There were a few years that Liverpool struggled a bit. Yeah. And you told me you're like, eh, whatever they lost. I'm like, man, that was a tough, you know, <laughs> tough thing that happened. Yeah. And we just had a flood, flash flood warning issued for us. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, it's going to be bad here.
0: Okay. Uh, well. So I guess my run on the lake
1: is officially...
0: You could still run in the lake, but on the sidewalk. Not if there's a flood, mate. It'll be a lake. I'm not it running will. in the rain. I said says it. You said you could run on the lake. You can run on a lake, mate. Literally. Ah, oh, so that
1: overcast comments. comment is really coming to bite me in the ass. <laughs> but your run is canceled, to answer your Hopefully question. Hopefully I can get a time in the gym, though, because I have not worked out in two weeks and my body decides to go back into anorexia
0: mode, so that's
1: fucking fantastic.
0: That's yikes. And well, the other thing that, unfortunately, people made fun of, well, not people, uh, Steve retweeted, Arsenal are considering a move for Joe Hart on a free chance for following Burn Leno's injury. Uh, it's a, yeah, you know, it's, they're going to get made fun of, but they might need uh, backup for, yeah, for when Leno's out. So with that said, before we get to our Nats of the Week results, uh, you have a Mount Rushmore you want to propose. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and let so us know viewers, what the Mount Rushmore So
1: is. Our listeners can do How do I say viewers? Listeners, put in, give us your Mount Rushmore. Well, let's do it. Let's do a draft. So, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
0: Uh, you go at first since it's your thing. So I'll have the care number one pick, more, uh, and then we'll do snake draft. Uh, I Uh, okay. That's I care more. Okay. Yeah, you're more of a music guy. See, you've because well, you. But this is stadium music. You've done the topics. of this Mount So we'll music. do a Mount Rushmore every episode. I think from now on. Okay. And you have chosen music things. Can I choose the next one? I just I I went under uh, part of my take and found a comment, and that's what no, I. No, no, I know. I'm just saying you tend to choose music ones. Okay, which is fine. Okay, I'm no. just saying it's your. Thing. I know you're bro. a music guy. There's nothing wrong. with am a music guy. Okay. There's nothing wrong with it, mate. Okay. Okay. Uh, I do. I pick the next one though for next episode. We'll do yeah. one more every episode. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I was I was saying
1: we can get Caitlin to do it, so it's like totally oh. random. Uh, none of us so, pick well, it. I'll bring her on board for the next one. You could just tell her to just. Hey, can you give us like something? Or to we could do it with our guests. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll All right. Montmartre. Okay. So it's gonna be like I go first, then you go second, and then third. Yeah. Okay. So so Mount Rushmore has four picks. Yeah. So you but the number first. one overall pick in this. I'm gonna go with Zombie Nation by Kerncraft 400. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, that's a good one. I
1: mean, when that plays before a game, whether it's a tip off, a kickoff, in football or soccer, and the the rowdy section, student section, whatever it is, isn't going nuts. I mean, good god.
0: Okay, that was a good one. That's uh, number one. So I'm going to answer that with a, <laughs> the one that has definitely been played in many venues. You know, it was Fort Minor. Remember the name? Oh wow, that's, that's your number good, one overall pick. That's yeah, that's a good hype. Like people, you know, like that's the introduction song. Like okay, it was you know why? Because Purdue had it as okay, a while. Yeah. So like I was big on that. Um, and what else do I have? I'm going to also take. This is going to be a surprising one. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Park Bleed It Out. Oh, okay. It's a really, active, I mean, if that doesn't get you pumped up, it's a short song.
1: Fort Minor and Lincoln Park have the same lead singer. M. Shinoda, so yeah, it looks like you're a big that guy. Huh? Yeah, I am. And, and it was, yeah, it's a great, great song. Okay. So I got, yeah, so far I got Remember the Name and Bleed It Out. These are like college themes for you. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So for me, my number two pick is going to be Thunderstruck by uh, ACDC.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and then I guess I have the third pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is also an electric song. Uh, whether you're coming out for the second half or whatever, this took some time. But um, out of all the songs, I got like "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. Damn it! Okay, yeah, I think when that when that when, that when that electric guitar starts yeah. playing and then like you know it's it gets
0: intense. That was on my list. Uh, so here's a little family friendly one, but I, I got to go with "Let's Go" by Calvin Harris. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Trick Daddy for a second. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I was like family friendly, mate. mate. I mean, yeah. Okay. You, you Stole the Thunder because it's a double Let's Go. It is Trick Daddy. Oh. The unedited version because they have an edited version. Okay, yeah. And that one's not as good. So wait,
1: what was the first let, Let's Go? Uh,
0: Calvin Harris. Let dun, 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 yeah. Dun, Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So both mm-hmm. Let's Go. I was going to go with a Let's Go sandwich and luckily you didn't take either one. I was very nervous you were going to take that. And I had Eminem on standby if you didn't take lose it. Lose yourself? yourself? Yeah. so
1: Yeah, that's a so fucking And then you have your last pick. Oh, uh, my last pick. So I kind of went down your route. So I picked three hype songs, right? Yeah. And I was like, "All right." So when you're at the end of the game, and like you know, they're playing that feel-good music, like when you just watched a good game, or like it's the end of the season, this is going to be a hot That's take. Fine. I mean, Sky full of stars by Coldplay. I love that song. So I think that is such a good feel good song. Whether it's like an end of the tournament montage, I the World Cup,
0: Cup. that that is such
1: a good song. Or like they sometimes they just play the beat if you're at a stadium. I know they played it at um,
0: you're gonna make Soldier Field a couple. I mean, you're gonna make fun of me. They did play at Soldier Field and it was raining and it was like there's a thunderstorm nearby and they're like we're gonna play one more. Like I can. So for those that don't know, off the balcony, off my balcony, you could hear the music really well when there's a concert at Soldier Field. And Coldplay came two years in a row. There was one year and I had the best seat because I'm on a balcony that's covered Yeah, and you could hear the music. I'm telling you guys really clear. If you ever want to come to a concert, swing by my place. I'll charge you a minimal fee. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, we'll hit up the grill if it's a good concert. I'll listen. Now, Coldplay came and played and the, there, was thunder, there was lightning and thunder coming down. And they're like, OK, we, they are, you know, we're being told to go off. We're going to play one more song. And it was raining hard and they played that song. And with like lightning coming, dude, that song was electric. It's,
1: but it is but it's just a good feel good song. Like at the end of the at, a, at, a at the end song. of any sporting event, I think it's yeah. a good song.
0: And I was so hyped, I was going mad on my balcony. So uh, do we? So my four are Fort Minor. You, you, you've done. It. Oh yeah. yeah, Fort Minor. Remember the name. Lincoln Park. Bleed it out. Uh, Calvin Harris. Let's go. And then the Trick Daddy. Let's go.
1: Wow. So mine and then mine are Zombie Nation. Thunderstruck, lose yourself and sky full of stars. Do
0: you have any honorable mentions? Oh
1: yeah. And I'm surprised you didn't pick this one. Seven Nation Army.
0: Oh fuck! I didn't, that, I didn't list that. that. I didn't list it.
1: Yeah, Seven Nation Army Shit. definitely there. Yeah, but that's I it. wanted to pick a feel good song, otherwise. And then I for a modern song, kind of rapish. I don't mm-hmm. know if you. I don't think you've heard it. It's Godzilla by Eminem and Juice World. I think I've. Oh, I it have before. heard it. Yeah, I think I it's a really good one. Good, like, we listened
0: to it going to the shoe once. Yeah,
1: exactly. Getting pumped to lay down some bets. So
0: I also have um, another song that's kind of quieter. Like I said at the end, I got Hall of Fame by the Script. Um. Uh, a couple of Swedish House Mafia songs. See, I told you I have some old songs on I'm here. I going to say... Yeah, Save the World and Don't You Worry Child. Okay. Dec- I've, I've heard them at games before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have The Tiger, if you ever want to go really <laughs> old school. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. And then, just a personal one, Rick uh, Ross, Push It to the Limit. Uh, you know, I'm surprised
1: the Purdue Phenians any Bon Jovi songs.
0: Yeah, I, no, I'm a big Bon Jovi guy, but um, I think those are more just drunk songs. I like, you know, Okay. Yeah, I like them drinking. Yeah. Living on a prayer. Great song. Okay. Let us know your guys. That was a fun one. Um, next episode, we'll think about it. Um, I have an idea. I'm thinking cereals, but we'll we'll see what... I think we both have the same number one pick. Well, so we'll do cereals next episode, so everyone get ready for that. It'll be exciting. Um, so we'll see what happens there. All right. Well now, finally, let's go to the winner of last week's... Uh, well, not so week, so we won't put that clip in yet. Um so the results show 80% picked Katie Hopkins uh, for her comments about Rashford. 20% went with Mallorca security for letting that fan in the game. And 0% went with Gwyn Williams of Chelsea and Guillermo Marino. Uh, what did Guillermo Marino do again? Uh, go back to the notes. He was... Uh, Said he was abducted by aliens. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No one picked him. (laughs) That's probably because of the late UFO uh, things that people have seen. (laughs) So now it's time for this week's nonce of the Week. You are a nonce, fella.
2: You're a nonce, mate.
0: And uh, this one just happened a little bit ago. We're going to call it the Mystery Burnley Pilot. I don't know if some of you saw it, that before the Man City Burnley match, there was a, a lad, we don't know who it was, flew with a White Lives Matter banner and it said Burnley at the end of it um we don't know who it is or it could have been anyone it could have been a man city fan sabotaging burnley but regardless whoever called for that to go up nuts right. yeah thoughts no thoughts on that aside from that this in from Steve Alexander Zverev he's a tennis player um he claimed that you'll know who worked hard during this period of the quarantine and there's a clip of him serving a fault that didn't just go outside of the service box. It went off the court. Um, and he apparently did really poorly. And on top of it, uh, people thought he had coronavirus for a second. Um, so oh. he is big time hot seat. Alexander Zverev. Uh, then we got some funny ones. So we got David Luiz for being a absolute fucking disaster. Yeah. I mean, doing all those things he did, red card, uh, the the play that led to the goal, causing the penalty, I mean, he was a big, big mess. So clearly, uh, David Luiz is up there as one of them. And finally, this one was submitted by Brian. Um, we're gonna say Sochi is the is the nonce here. Um, so going into this match between Sochi and Rostov, okay, forty two players and staff had to go into quarantine, okay, because of coronavirus. A lot of them Rostov people, and Sochi refused to postpone the game. They said that the game must go on, even because their team was not affected. Therefore, Rostov were forced to play their youth team, and they lost 10-1. to 1. And Rostov's 17-year-old goalie was given man of the match despite conceding 10 goals. So, uh, yeah, so much for really sportsmanship, not understanding the situation. Who's your early favorite? Um, My early favorite's the Burnley. Oh, the Burnley, uh, the, the yeah. The mystery Burnley pilot. That, like I said...
1: You had a conspiracy theory behind you. Yeah,
0: me. yeah. Oh, I mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> me, you're zoned out. I yeah, no, right? I'm saying that's... That's we really? don't know but we don't know who it was, right? But we'll call it the mystery the pilot. Burnley pilot. We'll call it Burnley Pilot oh, okay. because it was in Burnley. Oh okay. Right? But it could have been a Man City fan, whatever it was. Um yeah, I've got Sochi for for not canceling a match when people were had coronavirus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think these I think this one's gonna be tighter than the other few. The last few have been runaways. So let's see who wins nonce of the week this week. Um, the first week back, The week thirty knots of the week scenes. Uh Look out for our poll. We're going to put player of the week polls up, and I think most of them are going to be Man City players yeah. because they routed Burnley and Arsenal this week. Let's go to the fantasy corner real quick. Um, top scores this week, Foden and Mahrez both had 19. Richie had 18. De Bruyne had 15. And then the trio of Armstrong, Hausa, and Henderson had 13. Top incomings, Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, Raul, uh, the goalie uh, Pope for Burnley, and Danny Ings. Top outgoings, Abamyang. Dean Henderson, I think he got hurt for Sheffield. Grealish, Aguero, both of them, I believe, because they had double game weeks, and so people are transferring them out. And Burn Leno, who died. Um, any, no, anything of note for you on this list? No? No. Uh, I, some guys I'd say to look out for. As you heard, I'm high on Eddie and Ketty at 4.4 million as your third striker, right? You usually want your budget guys a third striker. I think he's gonna get a lot of match time. Mikel Arteta likes him. I think he'll score against some weaker teams. If you want to go a little higher, your secondary striker Danny Ings, seven point one. I think he's got more in him, and he's playing Arsenal next match. Bad defense. Okay. Um, so look for Ings. Look for Inqetia. Couple forwards this week. We'll see what we have for you next week. Any thoughts on your on the fans, guys? Mm-hmm. So finally, let's round it out the gambling corner. Uh, so for the gambling corner, I don't, I don't know. I was pausing for the song. I don't know. Should we keep the song? Guys, okay, let us know. Should we keep the uh, Gambling Corner song? Okay. I think we should. I don't know. Don't you guys like music queuing up segments? See, Ar- we have a different taste. Arnie doesn't like it. Okay, how about this? Let us know if you have a strong opinion. Should we keep it? Should we get rid of it? Or should we do a different song? Okay. Okay. And if we have different, let us know what song. And we can't do more than like five seconds because then, the you know, we're going to get canceled. Yeah. Uh, so... This week, um, as we would probably guess, people sucked because it was the first week back. Yeah, Brian decided to sit this one out. Smart move. Steve lost three dollars and eighty nine cents. Arin lost one dollar, and I lost three dollars and seventy cents. Which means, in total, Arin is leading, or no, Brian's leading the way at plus fifteen oh four. Arin's in second at plus ten oh five. I'm in third at minus two dollars and sixty cents. So a whole lot of evenness, and Steve should probably stay away from the casino. He's at negative fourteen thirty one. Even though
1: he's killing the predictions, which
0: is crazy, right? Yeah. he's killing the predictions, and he's in last. Brian, who's last in the predictions, is really good at uh, the gambling corner, which means I guess that goes to say that the games that they're confident in, they're they're hitting at different rates. Right. Yeah. Brian's hitting the confident games. Steve is, I don't know, doing a madness. All right, so this week let's make our gambling corner picks. Um, do you have yours or do you want me to announce? Mine? Yeah So remember the rules are you can only pick three. You can pick three, okay? Three matches. I know I let it slide a little this week with a few uh, other people, but just pick three matches and that's it. you could bet up to ten dollars. I'm gonna bet my maximum of 10 this week. I'm gonna go Newcastle Villa, I'm picking the draw option at plus 230. I'm putting two dollars on it to win 460. See what happens there. Arsenal Southampton. I feel like Arsenal at plus one sixty five is good value. I know they've been stinking, but they have to win at some point. I'm taking three dollars on Arsenal plus one sixty five to win four ninety five, and then I have Leicester winning at home against Brighton. They're minus one forty five, so they're favored. I'm putting five bucks to win three forty five. So again, Newcastle Villa draw. I got Arsenal at Southampton. I got Leicester at home against Brighton.
1: Okay. Um, I got a parlay of Leicester and Everton winning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's one dollar to get two fifty seven.
0: Okay. And then so that's plus two fifty seven, basically, in uh-huh. taking Leicester and Everton both wins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who are they playing again? Mm-hmm. Leicester's playing uh, Brighton. We both have that. Mm-hmm. And Everton was against Norwich.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then I have Liverpool minus one and a half
0: oh, against Palace. Wow. Okay. Who? Bold. And what's the line on that?
1: Um. I'm going five dollars to get ten twenty five.
0: So that was plus one twenty five then if I recall? Yeah. Okay. Or plus one oh five. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah, plus one oh five. My math says this. Yeah. And those are your picks. Big right. risk on that, because that's five bucks. That is a huge risk, but you know you're ahead, you could win a lot with that. So you really think got, Liverpool's well, gonna win by I two? I wanna pass Brian up. Yeah. Okay. Brian, the pressure's on you. You sit still, you could still be ahead, mm-hmm. but if Ryan hits that, you're in trouble. If I
1: win both, I get a grand total of uh Twelve eighty something.
0: Would you lay that at the shoe? So I think we're so we're gonna not hit tomorrow's games. No, but my plan is if you're down Wednesday, you got to get up. We're going to the
1: shoe. Would I hit that? Probably. I mean, because Palos played good the last game, so I don't know.
0: Okay, so shoe on Wednesday. That's a bold call by me, but it's at Anfield, so we'll see if he makes the actual pick. We'll have our intern post our tickets, our bet tickets. See what happens. Uh, so with that said, I know this was a long one. It was. I think it was filled with facts. A lot of stuff going on. Great interview. Uh, we'll come back on Friday. So two in a week uh, because the Premier League's coming fast. We need to come fast. That was a bit weird. Wow. Well, yeah. That was... <laughs> uh, so we'll see. You, we'll see you Friday. <laughs> no one ever, mate. We'll see you Friday with some results because then we got to predict the games on the weekend. So with that said, um, do you have anything else? No. Nope. Let's hit Unai Emery.
1: Right. Good evening, Alexa. Please, to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening.
2: Good evening. Good evening.